1: upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order that's quince.com upgrade this podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates Hey everybody and welcome back to Serious Issues, a who knows whenly comic book podcast uh, where we review all of the comics that came out in the last undisclosed (laughs) amount of time since we last finished recording. My name is Levins.
0: My name is Siobhan.
1: And uh, we were just talking about babies. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about comics. Nice. Um, We're at King's Comics, which you can... (laughs) It's uh, the
0: only two things I have in my life.
1: (laughs) Comics and babies. 403 George Street is where we're recording right now. The home of King's Comics in Sydney. If you are over in town, come and say hello. And you'll also be able to pick up all the books that we talk about on the show uh, and listen to some cool uh, middling early uh, <laughs> Look, we play a lot of 2000s. Red Hot Chili Peppers. What can I say? <laughs> I'm trying to work out what, what era of Chili Peppers this song is. <laughs> I don't know this one. This is like late high school for me. I think this is early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad it's we. Worked, okay. I'm glad we worked this out. We can stop recording now. Um, so uh, yeah, if, if you if this is the first episode you're ever listening to, uh, welcome to the weird new format that we haven't quite worked out yet. Uh, if it's if it's you returning, as I imagine everyone is, uh, yeah, we have not. We're not sure what what the what the future of series issues uh, holds. Yeah, we're, we're still going to keep doing the podcast, and we're still going to review books and, and recommend you our favorite stuff. Uh, you know, it's almost going to be more. Of Siobhan and I just talking about comics we love and actually yeah. choose to read as opposed to feel obliged to. Yes, um,
0: I've read some good shit this month, guys.
1: Yeah, I um, I just kind of did, like I, I, mean, I haven't really read it more than like five books in the last two weeks. Oh I, wow! Because I, I did like I had like I missed it after after having like a week off, and then yeah. I just binged heaps of comics. And then yeah, I haven't picked up last week's books yet. We're recording okay. on, on a new comic book day, so I'm gonna I guess leave here with two weeks worth of comics. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, my. my my pool list has gone from like between 40 and 50 comics a week to this week is finally below 20.
0: Woo. My aim is 10, 10 a week. Okay. That seems very achievable. Yeah. Although I found myself still picking up like 30, 40 comics for reasons I can't fully understand. <laughs> I was just like, nah, I need them all. I
1: reckon everyone would have guessed that that would be what I did. Yeah. But I've really just embraced.
0: It like, turns out I'm really the one with the problem, guys. <laughs> Everyone tried but to took, tell me it was me. I took heaps home and then just didn't read them. I was like, yeah.
1: So it's about just reading them, them for you. It's just having a, 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 yeah. a, a, an actual weight on your yeah. shoulders <laughs> to carry home.
0: They're so heavy. Oh, my God.
1: So it's almost the end of the year. This is going to be the last uh, Serious Issues episode of 2018.
0: Merry Christmas. Uh,
1: Merry everything you celebrate. Yeah, Happy you know, Hanukkah. And I choose to celebrate uh, the end of the year by throwing, um, putting up a survey in which I ask, what were your favourite comics and comic book creators of 2018?
0: That's what Jesus would have wanted.
1: It's the Serious Issues Comic Book Awards for 2018. Extremely pre- prestigious. Mm. It's our third year in a row. Um, and uh, I sort of run through all the categories right now. Yep. If you want to vote in this, um, you can by going to bit.ly slash Serious2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you can check it the link in the show notes. Um, but for Best Writer of 2018, um, I put Jeff Lemire, Kelly Thompson... Brian K. Vaughan, Donny Cates, Ed Brubaker, and Sarah Vaughan. Nice. So, yeah. of course, yeah, Jeff Lemire had like 10 comics Ugh. this year again. I just, he, like, there, there, there are three returning that have been in every each three years, every, every year um, since we started doing this. So, Jeff Lemire, who, of course, does Black Hammer, Gideon Falls, Royal City, The Century, The Terrifics, and Bloodshot Salvation. They're the ones that I can just remember off the top of my head. I'm sure he has more.
0: He does everything Um, Brian K
1: Vaughan is returning uh, to our top writers of the year just because Saga saga had a very very strong year Um, Paper Girls was still really great and then Barrier was just a really amazing surprise miniseries from Image Uh, and Ed Brubaker is back as well Uh, Kill Will Be Killed had an amazingly strong uh, finish and uh, I really loved his uh, graphic novel My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies as well um, uh, first time on the list this year, we have Kelly Thompson, uh, who I think has been doing a great job on uh, Mister and Mrs X on West and West Coast Avengers. Yep. Um, and plus, and I know she closed
0: out a Hawkeye run really strong, which I thought
1: was excellent too. Um, and Nancy Drew, of yep. course, um, outside of Marvel. Um, Donnie Cates, I think, it would just be wrong to not include him on this list. Yeah, because you gotta. He's just had such a dynamite year of just being the the guy at Marvel that just gets thrown any project and seems to you know squeeze magic Nail out it. of it. Uh, so we, he gave us Venom, Cosmic Ghost Rider, the end of the Thanos run, Death of the Inhumans. Um, he's doing that Marvel Knights event at the moment. And of course, over at Image, he has Redneck. Um, I
0: forgot that that was him. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Uh, we've also got Sarah Vaughan on there for her work on Sleepless, which yes, I think please. is one of the best uh, titles of the year. Um, and Eternal Empire as well was a great yep. series. Another one over at Image. Uh, and finally, uh, a local hero, Tom Taylor.
0: You got it. Uh,
1: just because Injustice 2 was far and away my favorite DC uh, book uh, over the last, last year um, and I really loved what he did over you know, in his Marvel books as well mm-hmm. and I just, he just is a creator that I'm excited by
0: yeah absolutely guys he's going to be uh, signing at King's Comics on uh, Saturday January 12th he's going to be signing uh, Friendly Neighbourhood Spider-Man issue 1 which I'm really excited about yeah it's his new Marvel book it's his vision for a much more sort of um, grounded like genuine friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man solving crimes in his building you know
1: okay and then so I should add that these are like I've kind of picked like five to seven um, writers or comics that that we've loved on the podcast yeah Um, I I was
0: not much help I pretty much was like these are my choices (laughs) Are they the winners? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, and I
1: know a lot of people complain that like for a lot of categories, they don't know, they haven't even heard of some of the things because yeah. they don't, you know, maybe they only listen to certain sections of the podcast or they don't listen at all. So I have put an other section where you right, can right, right. put yours there. Um, I'll, be very, I'll be very upset if Mr. Miracle somehow wins best DC oh comic.
0: Don't do it guys. Oh shit,
1: I realized I didn't do best overall comic of the year. Ah. Maybe we can just award that ourselves. Yeah. Sure. Um, best artist of 2018. Um, the nominees are Martin Morazzo. Um, yes, please. Who is the artist on Ice Cream Man and She Could Fly, two books mm. that will feature heavily in our awards this year. Yeah, uh, We have Trad Moore, um, yep. just one of our favourite artists, um, who's really only given us the new world this year and a few covers. But
0: but that's got to be the... yeah For me, that's definitely in contention for best comic of the year.
1: Definitely agree. Uh, Chris Anker, uh, best known for his work on Runaways this year, and I think mm-hmm, he's doing mm-hmm. career best work on that book. Yeah, The book he was almost kind of born to draw yep. and do all the beautiful fashion design for. Uh, Bilquis Everly I put on yeah. there for her work on Sandman the Dreaming even though I don't enjoy that book as much, the writing on that book as much as do really the art the art is absolutely stand out yeah. and I think Bilquis has had a really great career trajectory since I first started seeing her on the Wonder Woman fill-in books the issues she did I've just really enjoyed seeing her pop up on different books and I think she deserves a spot this year absolutely um, Joelle Jones um, I'm pretty sure she's been in the last couple of years just because yep. we, we love her but she did amazing work on uh, on Catwoman this yep. year and of course uh, her fill-in issues of Batman were excellent too um, Sean Phillips has to make a return for his work on *Killer Be Killed plus uh, My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies so uh, his collaborations with Ed Rubaker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's it for Best Artist uh, Best Colorist uh, we have Geordie Belair for her work on Headlopper, Redlands Batman etc yep Matt Wilson for Runaways The Wicked and the Divine Captain America Papal Girls Thor etc uh, Tamara Bonvillan uh, for her work on Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur Doom Patrol Flavor and Alien 3 she's um, my pick yeah i, I, I she's one of my favorites as yeah. well um, she's the best thing about the Doom Patrol book absolutely, and, far and uh, away one of the main reasons I love Moon Girl so much Yep. Um, Joanna Lafuente um, who uh, is the colorist on Fence yep. um, as well as uh, other IDW books like Transformers Lost Light which is a very very gripping looking book uh, thanks to her very sharp colors um, Elizabeth Brightwiser for her work on Kill or Be Killed and a few issues of Batman mm-hmm. and finally Dave Stewart because you can't have a colorist award without putting Dave Stewart on there it
0: would be ridiculous
1: uh, for DC comic of 2018, uh, we have Injustice 2, Shade the Changing Woman, yeah, the Wildstorm, yeah, um, Catwoman, yep. uh, the Silencer, which I thought was like oh, the yeah. best of the uh, that kind of new Age of Heroes. The only yes. really, really it's the solid only one. Good one. Uh, I meant to put Deathstroke on there too. Christopher oh. Priest, Deathstroke should be on this list too. It should be. It should be. I will add that later. Uh, best Marvel comic of 2018, we have Runaways, um, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, the Immortal Hulk, Black Bolt. The Century and Cosmic Ghost Rider nice it's a very strong list of good Marvel books and a a great argument to anyone that says Marvel don't put out good books anymore those are all really strong and diverse uh, different kind of books Uh, best image comic of 2018 this is just a kind of like a who's who of like my favourite comics of the year Uh, Ice Cream Man Sleepless The New World Killer Be Killed Barrier Gideon Falls, Saga, and Stray Bullet, Sunshine and Roses. Man,
0: it's a good year. It's been a good year. Yeah.
1: I mean, Image generally always have good years, I think. That's true. Uh, Best Other Publisher comic of 2018. These are comics that are not published by DC, Marvel, or Image. Uh, So we have Fence uh, through Boom. We have Black Hammer through Dark Horse. She Could Fly through Dark Horse. The Highest House through IDW. Yeah. Assassinistas on idw and strangers in paradise 25 oh that Abstract might be Studio. the hardest um category yeah to choose. for me there's like one absolute standout that really took me by surprise that i think she just gets lie. it uh no fence for ah, me. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah. fence just brought me more joy every month than any other comic i mm, think true. so yeah
0: man you gotta read check please
1: okay what's that but, one
0: uh it's um gay romance but hockey Oh, great. Yeah, it's all available to read free online or you can get a trade of okay. it as well. It's so great. good. Very yeah, yeah. awesome. I'm just smashing it at the moment.
1: <laughs> okay, best first issue of 2018 is Maneaters number one mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. The Green Lantern number one. Yes. The What If Magic one shot. Yes. Um, which we loved a couple of episodes ago. Um, the first issue of These Savage Shores uh, through Dynamite or someone. That one's. that. One's, oh, no, through Black. No, what's that one? I've got it right here. Hold on. Let me find this fucking thing. I should know who it's published by. It's that one. Mm. Uh, Vault. Vault Comics put that one out. Right, right, right. A great book. Um, And I'll be talking about the second issue of that in this episode. Uh, We've also got Shuri, number one. Great. And The Immortal Hulk, number one. Nice. Very strong first issues. And finally, for Best Graphic Novel, this one's pretty difficult because I feel like I always miss the graphic novels but then like I feel like anyone that listens to this podcast isn't the kind of person that you know I feel like there, are, there is a, a type of comic book reader that only reads graphic novels yeah. and I feel like they're the type of right readers that also are the only ones that put together the best comics of yeah. the year <laughs> lists it's so yes. weird when you yeah.
0: none of us like we didn't read uh, Sabrina or any of those sort of graphic novels which like like Sabrina won the Men Booker Prize? Yeah, that's right. we didn't even get it in at King's. Hilarious.
1: Yeah, I only read books that won, win the woman booker prize because mm, I'm very progressive. Good. Uh, best graphic novel of twenty eighteen we have My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies, yeah. My Boyfriend Is a Bear, The Prince and the Dressmaker that's Um, pick. The Terrible Elizabeth Dunn Against the Devils in Suits through yeah. Image and My Brother's Husband, Volume Two. That's a very Great very takes. strong list of uh, graphic novels. Um, so if yeah, if you want to vote, we would love you all listeners to go and vote. Uh, the details will be in the show details, or you can go to bitly serious 2018 Nice. Okay, on with the show, Shiv. Let's do it. Um, and thanks to everyone over in the group who helped me put that list together. Of course, if you want to join our Serious Issues Comic Book Group, and uh, mourn that. Uh, we're not giving you weekly episodes anymore. Uh, uh, you can uh, go to uh. facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast. It's like 2,000 people there, and about 200 of them talk about comics every single day.
0: Yeah. It's good fun.
1: So, uh, as we begin every episode, we do so with First Things First. So, we talk about all the new number ones uh, that came out in the last month, question one mark? Bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, for me, I want to start with a book that uh, I think was far and away the best number one I read during this period. Okay. Um, and that is a book called Die. Not to be confused with Die, 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 which is also published by Image. This is an Image book uh, that's written by Kieran Gillen uh, featuring art by, oh no, where do they write the full credits? Uh, Stephanie Hands and Clayton Cowles on Letters. So Stephanie Hands does the uh, the art and colours on this beautiful looking book. And um, I was like, I, I'd heard a lot of uh, talk of this this issue, um, a lot of like very strongly uh, positive Uh, reviews of this um, and I was like it's another comic about Dungeons & Dragons how good could this be Mm. basically um, this opens in 1991 with a group of young people meeting at one of their friends' house to play a new you know die rolling uh, fantasy role playing game that Mm -hmm. one of their friends has has invented and uh, as they are are given their characters and roll the die uh, their own their own very like own personalized die um, or dice in this case I don't know I always get confused Mm -hmm. die yeah um uh, we, we cut to two hours later, and uh, the mother of uh, the child whose house it is goes upstairs to check on him and his friends, and they're all missing.
0: Oh, no. Then
1: we suddenly cut to two years later, and it's the return of all but one of the young people who are playing this role-playing game. Oh, man. And um, we then have another jump forward um, to 25 years later. This all okay. happens in the space of, like, ten pages. Um, and it's uh, all, of, all of those young people, bar one, who have now grown up into old people, uh, dealing with the possibility of having to return to this fantasy place mm-hmm. to try and find or save their friend,
0: Oh. and that's the premise of
1: the series. Okay, it is phenomenal. Really? It is like it, I know you have qualms with Kev- Kieran Gillen's writing
0: and aesthetically, it doesn't totally appeal to me. Like the colors are very uh, like it's very painted looking, um, and it's quite sort of washed out.
1: I think I think that that suits sure that's the story like that, that, that's being told, and I think. Th- wh- where it matters is the emotions that Stephanie Hans is able to convey on the characters okay. they're drawing um, yeah I, I, I really really like uh, this is a far better first issue to me than the Wicked and Divine issue number one
0: mm, okay
1: um, and I just I think that the, the I know something with like four time jumps in it seems like a bit like full on it, mm. it's, it, it is such well put together storytelling yep I highly recommend this and I thought it was uh, an absolute knockout of a first issue in a series that I can't wait to read the rest of nice So that's Die Through Image Uh, Also coming out through Image this month was a book that uh, if you've been listening to the two issues that two two episodes ago that we uh, recorded with uh, the writer Matt Groom you'll know that this is his debut comic it's called Self Made and uh, yeah it was written by previous guest of the show Matt Groom who is also the host of the Ranger Danger Power Rangers podcast Local Sydney Sydney boy and long
0: time King's Comics customer as well
1: We have art by Eduardo Ferragato and colours by Marcelo Costa uh, and this is another book that I wasn't sure was going to appeal to me, even when Matt was describing it on that Same. episode. Because uh, I am not someone who likes the fantasy stuff very much. And yet. And yet, um, I was—I—I—I I, I, I found this quite gripping. Uh, yeah. Especially the main, the main character, who is the last woman standing, last warrior standing uh, at the uh, start of this issue. Um, and she's approached by <clears throat> um, a, someone whose destiny it is to slay, uh, like, kind of evil god. Um, and, uh, we basically see like, it's almost like a, not quite a choose your own adventure, but as, as she continues on her kind of like adventure with this Mm. unlikely team up, um, we see this fight from different angles. We see lots of people meet their deaths and then suddenly it just rewinds and we see the scene from another approach. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want to spoil the, the twist on this, but it's a very fun very 2018 very meta yeah uh twist that i think uh matt groom has uh just from this first issue i think he has the potential to turn what could be a bit gimmicky into quite a strong fun almost like westworldy kind of concept yeah i'm uh
0: yeah i have to agree and having uh seen the next couple of issues as well um the The directions that this goes in are so unexpected and really like uh, really gripping and really satisfying. It's yeah. a good read and the art's really nice.
1: Definitely, and I'm probably going to spoil the twist because I won't be able to talk about the next issue uh, yeah. when we next record. So you have until when we next record to uh, to catch up on this series. If, you, if 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 it sounds like something which floats your boat, and I reckon it would. Yeah. Everybody, check it out. Self Made, issue number one after Image. You got know another Image book that I do. I read this a, fo- a few episodes ago, but I, I was like, you've got to read this, Shimon. Oh. I re- Really? Yeah, it's called Out of Darkness. Why
0: did I only just pick it up? Anyway, I fucking loved it. Yeah, I told great you. Great issue. Good, not, Excellent. Not only
1: do you remember, do you not remember. I remember pi- nothing, th- yeah, guys. That's
0: great. Um, this Incredible. Re- Written by John Lehman, art by Afu Chan. Obviously, you all remember what Levin's already said about it. <laughs> I agree. It's great. The <laughs> colours are spectacular. The art's lovely. The character designs are great. It's a really fun sci-fi story. And I highly recommend.
1: I should put this as one of the best uh, first issues of, uh, of the year.
0: Maybe. Uh, 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 yeah. yeah, sure. Maybe, sure. Uh, it was it was just
1: a killer first issue. I, I think I, uh, most of it comes from my love of Afri Chan, Chan's artwork.
0: It's amazing. But he does
1: uh, Layman does a great job of introducing like three like pretty fun characters that you you know look forward to following the adventures of yeah. almost immediately.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, so that's it for Image number ones. Um, we move over now to Marvel. Uh, Marvel have started a new little event thing called the Best Defense, uh, in which the original Defenders team have a series of one shots that are then. And then they, they, you can read them out of out of order. Mm-hmm. And then there's a kind of Best Defense number one, which kind of wraps up all their adventures. Uh, so the first one we're going to talk about is uh, the Best Defense Namor number one, which is written by Chip, Z- Chip Zdarsky with Carlos Magno and Ian Herring on art and color duties.
0: Beautiful.
1: Looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, save for the bits that very obviously tied into... Either the past, um, Namor's past in, uh, in as in in the war when he yep. was in the Defenders, and also the future, which is going to tie into like the bigger, uh, the best defense kind of story, which we don't really see until the the end fun reveal. Yeah, um, yeah, this yeah. to me just felt like a run of the mill Aquaman story.
0: Oh, really? I really enjoyed it. I I'm, I'm glad
1: you did. For me, I was just like, I was just bored.
0: Okay, fair enough. I I remember when I read this. Um, yeah, so being very weeks very ago, it? by it, and I was really genuinely surprised how well I thought Chip Zdarsky got the tone of Namor, um, because I think that sometimes he either goes a little bit too sentimental or too jokey, and I thought that it wouldn't he wouldn't be able to get the voice right, but I think he really nailed it, and I thought the art was so like a uh, sort of beautiful and detailed and looked so like almost like an etching or something. I really enjoyed this one. This yeah, was cool. My favorite of them.
1: Great. Right. That's, that's interesting to know. Yeah, mm. for me, I think there is there's something about me that uh, when you take a fantasy type scenario where you have all these people in like big crowns yeah, arguing yeah, yeah. about politics and then you make it underwater, my brain turns off <laughs> twice.
0: Why? I
1: don't know. I just, I just I, I, You should I,
0: not go see Aquaman then. I'm
1: going to see it tonight. This I'm, is
0: going to be bad. If it did, like the concept just doesn't appeal to you. I
1: don't know why. That's but, weird. I mean, but I mean, I have liked... No, I actually can't think of one Aquaman comic. I liked when you he liked showed... You like the
0: Step-Hands, Step. That's true. Types, well, no, Ste- Step-chan Shejic. Shejic. Yeah, there you um,
1: go. I, I liked it when he was on the Aquaman book a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was about this. I just I, I yeah, just found it dull. Um, but that's my personal opinion. Oh, uh, no,
0: I didn't read the Hulk one.
1: Uh, so this was awesome. The, uh, oh. the next issue of Best Defense was The Immortal Hulk, uh, written by Immortal Hulk regular writer Al Ewing.
0: Who is also going to be writing the main... The best defense series, I which
1: think. is great because I feel like this sets up a lot of crazy things to happen in the future. You um, have Simone DiMeo on um, on art with Dono Sanchez Almara um, on colors, and uh, yeah, this is just the, like classic uh. setup of like Bruce Banner um, in non Hulk form, uh, kind of walking through an abandoned town and realising that maybe he has something to do with the fact that it's abandoned. Oh. Um, but then he finds someone who has been... who has found an, uh, something that belongs to a possibly dead Doctor Strange. Ooh. I'm sure we learn he's not dead. Oh. Um, but he's using... He's using this, like, you know, strange magical thing to um, control people, basically. Okay. And uh, it plays out in typical, like, Immortal Hulk dark fashion, but um, has these brilliant flashbacks to early Hulk comics and... Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I love that.
1: a really, really fun setup. Um, because, yeah, I mean, both of these issues, I've not read the Silver Surfer or um, Doctor okay. Strange issues of the, the, the best defense yet, but they both end in either Doctor Strange or um, Silver Surfer showing up in the other one's yes. book.
0: So I did read the Silver Surfer one, which I was really, really excited about because it was written and drawn by Jason Latour, who I love, and I especially love it um, when he's illustrating.
1: Oh, look at that. Art. And it,
0: yeah, it's so gorgeous, and this is like. I but I didn't understand what happened in it at So all. That's my
1: problem with Latour as a storyteller. Yeah. I feel like, was it was it all over the place linear? linear yes. Like was it linear or was it no, no? No. No, right. So
0: like lots of bits and pieces. And I feel like it would just really benefit from just a tiny little explanatory um, sort of panel that just says to- like... Uh, two years in the future or whatever just something something to make me understand that it's even that it's a different scene because sometimes it's jumping like page to page fuck that art is so good though it's so flipping good man and it so I felt really like I was reading it and I was really engrossed in it but then I was like wait I have no idea what is actually happening in this and I have no idea what's going on the
1: canonically lovely Nate is a huge Silver Surfer fan is he? I think so the first comic he ever gave like gave me was a Silver Surfer one so I associated the Mobius one maybe he's just a huge Mobius fan (laughs)
0: That's true. Um, He only ever talks about X Men.
1: I wonder if if he would enjoy this one because that's a great looking. Yeah, it's really
0: gorgeous. And, you know, the canon- canonically lovely Nate does tend to just read... We can call
1: him CLN, if that's yeah, easier.
0: that's nice. <laughs> CLN. Um, he doesn't really read comics. He just looks at the pictures and flips through. Um, so I'm sure he would really enjoy that. But I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. So have you, have you read the Doctor Strange one yet? Or no. no? no cool. um, I don't right. Doctor Strange comics at the
1: so, moment. So, so are you reading, like, one or two of these? I mean, yeah, you yeah, do. You I mean, do. it doesn't seem like a there good are no <laughs> There are no rules now. There are no rules now.
0: Yeah. Uh Miles Morales Spider-Man number one written new place. creative team new direction your new favourite book it says that on the front with uh, That's written, a, a writing by
1: Saladin Ahmed uh, by Javier Garan and David Curiel on colours
0: so this is like uh, did, you, did you read this? Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't oh, this up yet, this no. last week's yeah, yeah, yeah sorry so this is a pretty solid introduction to the character again I think for a lot of new readers um, who have maybe discovered Miles through Into the Spider-Verse um, I think this is good fun it's like a good uh, sort of high school age Spidey book
1: cool that's good I mean yeah, yeah. Th- have you seen Spider-Verse yet? no I really oh, want oh boy, to it's no, good really it's good, to. good stuff so I hope this comic is doing really well on the back of it I'm going to read it uh, today during Aquaman when I get bored
0: nice nice good call good call
1: <laughs> um, so we also got a new Marvel book in uh, The Winter Soldier
0: I didn't read it tell me about it so
1: The Winter Soldier is written by Kyle Higgins with art by Rod Reyes, and um, this is uh, a fun new, uh, new new chapter in uh, Bucky Barnes' life uh, he this is basically him uh, looking for some looking after someone who's uh, in like been like in a, a witness relocation program okay um, or or, or an, or an equivalent what, oh, so it's Rod Reyes yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the main reason I picked it up yeah oh no the main reason was I love Bucky
0: yeah
1: I don't know what it is about Bucky even though like I feel like, he, like he's shirtless a lot that could be a big could part of it. it and a big metal arm and it certainly helps I love a big metal arm to be um, honest but but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I can't even. Sorry, I read this weeks and weeks ago. I'm yeah, just I know to, I'm what like happens flicking in Flicking through. Shut up. Bucky's you...
0: sad. Bucky. Uh...
1: It's it's it's. Look, Kyle Higgins at the, the, at the heart of it gets what makes Bucky a good character. Uh, yeah, and I think Kyle Higgins is actually like a, a very
0: uh, right Nightwing for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nightwing is basically Bucky. Yeah,
1: totally. Bucky with less shirt
0: and more sense of humor.
1: Yeah, hmm. and and he's got a metal butt.
0: He's got a metal butt. <laughs>
1: Um, oh yeah, and then there's a big fun twist at the end. What's the big fun twist? Show me the big. Fun the big twist. fun twist is that someone who is pretty much dressing up like a young Bucky Barnes ah. is like is an assassin who's a big fan of Bucky Barnes's past work as an assassin. Lovely. Um, and yeah, you're right. Even that it do, it does feel a lot like a Nightwing esque kind of setup. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Cool. So uh, I'll be keep, I'll be keeping with that series too. Oh, nice one. Uh, did you read Ironheart, number one when no, it came out? No,
0: I didn't. Tell me about it.
1: So this is uh, yeah, like the, the the first kind of uh, series in which. Riri Williams is no longer an Iron Man; she is now Iron Heart. Lovely. Um, and it's written by Eve L. Ewing, okay. um, with um, art by Kevin Lebranda. We have Luciano Vecchio and Matt Miller um, on uh, also additional art with color. Um, and um, yeah, Eve L. Ewing is uh, is her first comic book, and I don't think this that that shows as badly as like um, uh, previous kind of like you know first time like long time writers first time comic book writers yeah, yeah, yeah. that we've seen uh, increasingly in, like, the last two years. Mm -hmm. Um, This is somewhere in between... This is, like, it's not quite as heavy-worded as, like, the first um, Ta-Nehisi Coates Black Panther issue, which that took me a lot to get to process. But it's
0: not as fast-paced as a Chelsea Kane. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's a perfect analogy. Um, This is, like, it's it's over-worded... Okay. um, ...but not to its complete detriment. I think um, it's clear that um, the voice of the character is uh, understood by Evel Ewing, um, but...
0: Oh it's a lot of text. A lot of text and
1: she talks to herself a lot, which I wish wasn't a part of her personality. Yeah. Um, because it, it she almost like self-narrates. It's annoying in real person. She self-narrates real as pic- she do it does oh. as, as she does anything. Yeah. So it just it just makes it, it makes it a bit of a slog when I feel like you have so much here, a great setup for the story tying into like different Spider-Man characters and Iron Man characters. Um, Kevin LeBrander is a great choice of artist and um and yeah there's a, there's a good backup which has uh, Rhea Williams doing a lot less of the self-narrating as she does things, which I think is a a much stronger story than the first story. So Mm. I'm going to give this another shot or two, or I might just wait for the first trade to come out and and read it in bulk. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Final uh, image, uh, Marvel number one for me. You've got one more.
0: I read the Mary X-Men holiday special. Okay. Because I love holiday specials. And I feel like holiday specials are a lot of times something that DC do better than Marvel. Like um, having sort of standalone stories. I think it's a bit easier to do with DC characters. I'm not really sure why. Um, but this was actually pretty good. It was a very strange format. Like each page is a different day and a different creative team. And Whoa. there's only one continuing story, which is like a Jubilee story where she gets... Trapped in a mall with Shojo, Shogo, um, but then there's like, you know, a one page Deadpool story, a one page Wolverine story, which is written by the rapper Jean Grey. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Um, and oh it was wow! Actually really what an enjoyable. amazing.
1: Uh, well, it's Tiles P. Yeah, and
0: Stiles P and poobs <laughs> <laughs> He wrote That's a terrible story, so and rappers. it was really good. Charlemagne
1: <laughs> the God. Why are there so many rappers on this book? Yeah, That's I so funny. <laughs>
0: um, but it was actually really enjoyable. I love God, stuff some like great this. great art, too. I almost feel oh, like i Oh, I'm totally I'd taking the time today. This looks great. Yeah, it's really cool. And I'd almost like... Like, this was a devastating... Rainbow Rowell and Chris Anker do a um, one-page B story that is, like, completely devastating oh. in one page. Okay, and you're soul. like, oh, how'd you just destroy my entire oh, man. soul?
1: Oh, like an. Like, this is a Keep Forever book. This yeah. is a really special-looking comic.
0: It's really good, man. I feel like I find these, like, so much more satisfying a lot of the time than, um, you know, in continuity stories.
1: Yeah, that looks Super awesome. Enjoyable. Okay, I'm definitely going to be picking that up today. The, the Merry X-Men Holiday Special. Yeah. That looks great. Yeah, pick it up, Thank guys. you for putting it on my radar. It go. Um, so last last image, number one, is The Web of Venom, Carnage Born.
0: Okay, I wanted to read this, and then I just can't bring myself to read a carnage. So
1: comic. Yeah, I read this because Donny Cates wrote it uh, with art by Danilo S. Bayruth and uh, Chris Peter on Colors. And uh, yeah, like, I honestly, I have really enjoyed everything that um, Donny Cates has written so far. Um even though i don't really love some of the characters he's been writing mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but th- this was just a touch too much i don't think carnage is an interesting character at all
0: no he's just a he's just a redneck murderer guy right
1: yeah and it's i don't understand why he's compelling in any way so kids
0: love him it's that's the that's kids the kids love
1: murderers thing.
0: honestly the last um, kids day i did at kings i had so many kids wanting carnage wanting to murder face people
1: paint. oh really yeah i think I had so many kids just murdering just people murdering. and loving it every it was second really of horrifying. it horrifying uh, he's so painting yeah. the store red. I'm not sure if he's going to be writing a Carnage book out of this, or this just means Carnage is going to... I could handle Carnage as a supporting character. I can
0: handle a, him as, like, a villain. That's fine. Yeah. Even then, he's pretty annoying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for Marvel number cool. ones. <laughs> now we've got some DC number ones. Um, oh, boy, a whole lot of DC number ones. I
0: three.
1: Uh, three. Three. I think. Three. Cool. <laughs> um, Martian Manhunter number one. This is written by Steve Orlando with art by Riley Rosmo. Um, and uh, we also have Colours by um, is it Ivan Placencia? I, I can only see his last name I think it's Ivan yeah Ivan yeah. Ivan there you go um, and this is a mini, a 12 issue mini series a maxi series sorry 12 issue maxi series um, if that's a maxi series what does that mean like a regular series is? hyper maxi
0: ongoing okay the biggest I mean, word of all that was really boring but that's, <laughs> that's the correct answer
1: like if you're, if you're <laughs> buying condoms like <laughs> mini, maxi, and then if you're huge, ongoing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my wallet fell out of my pocket, and someone at King's picked it up and gave it to me.
0: We have the best customers in the world. I think
1: all the money is still here, so that's good. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Martian Manhunter, uh, issue number one of 12. Um, I uh, thought this was a bit grim, unnecessarily grim. Yeah. I was very excited to see Martian Manhunter... Uh, in his own series, because he is one of my favorite DC characters of all time, and his absence in recent books is one of the main... Re- no not, not super recent, but like, you know, the last few years has been one of the reasons I'm, I don't trust DC.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I was really hoping that we would get like a, just a fun fun Martian Manhunter no book. way! No way! <laughs> no it's, way! It's got to be like Orlando's kind of take on a Tom King-esque uh, vision or, or Mr. Miracle type series. But uh, we also
0: I- see the how um, Martians do it.
1: That was, that was fun. That was great. And cool. Yeah, I liked that. First they go to the convenience store. They ask for an ongoing condom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I enjoyed this though. I thought this was like, it's nice to see like a different take on John. I feel like we don't usually get too many books that kind of deal with him as a character and like as character development. He's usually like this super stoic, like, mm, I'm going to go meditate and then rule the Justice League. Yeah. Which is also fun. Um, but I, I, I'm i interested to see if we get like that cool character arc of him going from like Crooked Cop on Mars to, you know, straighty 180 good dude on Earth. I think that's cool. Yeah,
1: I might I might give this another issue or two. It's not entirely my thing, but I love Riley Rossmo's art. It's so love, weird to look at. I love John Johns. Love him. He's real good. And I think more people should be named a first name and then the plural of their first name.
0: Yes. I agree.
1: Andrew Andrews.
0: That's good. (laughs) It's a good name.
1: Um, Now we've got uh, Shazam, issue number one, written by Jeff Johns with art by Dale Eaglesham.
0: Love me some Dale Eaglesham.
1: Uh, And it's a perfect book for him to be doing. Um, Colors by Mike Atea and letters by Rob Lee. Um, This is Shazam and the Seven Magic Lands. Um, Now, Shazam is a character that I love, even though I can't really pinpoint many books of his that I have loved.
0: Yeah, I find I feel like a lot of people are like that. Like they love the idea of the character, but um, there hasn't really been like a super consistent Shazam comic. I mean, Captain Marvel comic in a really, really long time.
1: Um, and this is like almost like your introduction to the character.
0: And an introduction to the sort of version of the character that Jeff Johns has kind of put into the universe where he has so many siblings, which I think is a very Jeff Johns thing to do. He likes to like expand things and share powers around a lot. Sure. Hello, rainbow of lanterns. That's right. Um, <laughs> which I don't know how much I like love. Like, I mean, the Marvel family was already
1: a family. Big enough. Yeah, totally. Um, so, but so like
0: having all these sort of kids in foster care and that sort of stuff, it's, it's kind of sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought this was fine I, I, this this wasn 't this is still not a Shazam story I want to read yet, so i 'll continue my quest to one day find that yeah i 'm pretty sure it 's going to be the Jeff Smith one. I need to read that
0: yeah man it 's pretty much a perfect Shazam comic it 's okay. really really great um he 's actually he 's one
1: of the characters I love grant morrison 's take of
0: yeah 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 I think Grant Morrison has like a fun take on it
1: um I also just I love talking tigers and i don 't understand why you would do a Shazam book without one
0: like Absolutely. Why would you bother without having Talky Tony at the Talking Tiger? And Uncle Marvel. No one fucking talks about Uncle Marvel these days. Isn't he in this? No. All
1: oh, right, Damn.
0: Uncle Marvel is like just an old dude with no superpowers <laughs> <laughs> who hangs out in a costume with them.
1: Then we get a, a little origin story back up of, uh, of Mary Marvel.
0: Which was really sweet and I really liked.
1: I love the art by Mayo Sen Naito, looking very very ish Yeah, very um, cute. Yeah, it's it's a good little package, but it's not necessarily the Shazam book that I wanted. Like
0: I'm going to keep I'm going to give it a couple more issues. I don't know if Jeff Johns has the same kind of magic as he once did as a writer. I think he's pulled in so many directions all the time.
1: I think it came that magic came from the fact that he had so much control over the greater DC universe, like
0: No, nah, for me the really early stuff was like that was the goal that was the best stuff yeah, like Stargirl I think because I went back and read
1: it all at once I, I just thought yeah, he always yeah. had that same <laughs> role but I love Infinite Crisis for me I think it's a good oh, yeah. I think it's a good event um, it
0: is I, would, I still go back and read that every now and again <laughs> um, and I loved, I loved, I, loved I
1: loved all of his Green Lantern stuff too I, yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. love Blackest Night like I, I really, really Blackest Night's but super yeah. fun
0: oh no! yeah it's great I love <laughs> it. you didn't like that one? nah Oh, that's fun I've read too many of the tie-ins I think
1: I read all the tie-ins as well but the, the core event I think maybe, maybe I liked the event so much because the tie-ins were so much worse than it maybe and it just shone above it maybe um, American Carnage I didn't read that a Vertigo book written by Brian Hill with Leandro uh, Fernandez okay. and Dean White um, Brian oh, Hill oh wow yeah Leandro Fernandez is, is killer it's so good so um, this is uh, basically um, a, a black FBI agent um, hires a um, a black un- like a, hires someone who's black but looks white to go undercover mm-hmm. um, to help so- solve a racial case Ooh. Uh, in the south um, that's a very very simplified version of the plot um, I read this five weeks ago so <laughs> please don't ask me to do more than that but I thought this is a really solid start to what I know will be a very uh, cool and compelling series nice. uh, maybe a good one to read in trade but uh, I'm going to I'm going to keep out keep it in singles, I think. Cool. Good book.
0: Um, so I read one more, which is like a more of a one-shot than a number one, but um, I read Black Hammer Cthulhuese, which is all about the daughter of Cthulhu. That's right. Um, the sort of one-time Black Hammer villain turned um, lazy, I, shitty dad.
1: All oh, oh, right, sure. Um, so this is, uh, uh, in, in, of course, in the Black Hammer universe, published by Dark Horse with uh, writing by Jeff Lemire and... Um, Illustrated Long time. by his collaborator Emily yeah. Lennox. Emily Lennox.
0: They did Plutona together. Remember yeah. the Plutona guys?
1: No, it started so well, and then was so disappointing. And then really
0: ended poorly. Um, this is just a very, very like devastatingly sad story about a girl by Lamia.
1: No way.
0: I... Um, a girl dealing with all of the usual high school bullying stuff that is just made that much worse by the fact that she has a Cthulhu face. So she's like a little uh, octopus, octopus body. It yep. has a really like sweet, unexpected ending that was like. Um, very satisfying I really enjoyed it yeah, it's cool. not necessary it's not like essential to the Black Hammer universe but if, um, if you enjoy that universe why not
1: awesome so that is it for our number ones again if you want to come and discuss these comics the best place to do it is in our Facebook group which you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash serious issues podcast um, now it's time to talk about some DC books right. uh, because we've been so positive uh, so far and I, I think I need to hear something okay, that I missed okay, the most in the okay. last month and that is uh, Shavon's reviews of Tom King books. But before we do that, uh, I'll talk about a DC comic book that I loved and that is the uh, Injustice 2 annual, oh, okay, the okay. finale of Injustice oh, yes, 2 and indeed Tom Taylor's entire run on Injustice uh, written by Tom Taylor with art by uh, Bruno Redondo and Rex Locus on colours <coughs> and this just wraps up without like you know tying a bow around absolutely every element of the many elements that were at play in this long fantastic run Um, this does a really good job of kind of you know saying goodbye for now uh, to to this story to this entire setup of you know what if Superman went bad Um, and uh, you know it does remind you of like how grim things were when this book began yeah Um, the fact that you know I mean
0: the fact that Superman is still in a prison is like pretty heavy
1: but the whole thing, the kind of the crux of this came down to, like, parenting. Yeah. As, as like, yeah, Ma and Pa Kent come to visit their son. And, um, and while Ma Kent goes to talk to um, her imprisoned son, Clark, um, Pa Kent goes out and gets beers with with Bruce.
0: Yeah. And it was
1: just so good.
0: It was so sweet. Um, it was nice.
1: It just, like, shows that Tom Taylor has such a great understanding of these legacy characters that it's still fresh, without having to make these unnecessary drastic changes to make them edgier or darker or like... And he's
0: great at mining uh, unexpected areas for sort of emotional heft. Yes. Um, I want to talk about his Batman Annual as well, which came out last week, which also does a similar sort of... I don't know if he's like, a perfect writer for Batman for me personally Um, but this was still a very like enjoyable satisfying well
1: yeah we we could definitely talk about that now because Injustice 2 I just like yeah I I think everyone you know especially DC friends maybe even slightly lapsed ones like me um, should absolutely owe it to themselves to to read all of Injustice even though it it may not seem appealing to you a video game tie-in that you know involves lowest being blown up or whatever it took me a long time to come shot- around
0: to it guys yeah yeah,
1: um, but uh, it's it's an absolutely stellar run and yeah. it's such a great celebration of, uh, of DC characters and continuity from a writer who loves them as much as we do
0: yep um, so Batman Annual 3 written by Tom Taylor with art by Otto Schmidt good name he,
1: this is just their story within the annual right this is a or did he do the it's, just, thing? it's
0: just a standalone story. Oh, it's sick. Just the third That's just That's awesome. I yeah, thought, yeah, I thought yeah. this is an anthology. Yeah, right, cool. No, and so this deals... Like, Tom Taylor is not afraid to do, like, quite uh sort of uh, pressing topics, big topics in his books. Yeah, but he's not books, but he, hand, no, no, yeah. he handles them really, really uh, well. So the villain in this is um, a man who was a drone operator for the army and described himself as a sort of faceless... Like, he was the drone. He was just, like, killing people without sort of uh, understanding what he was doing and when the impact of it hit him he became like this sort of faceless supervillain. It's really like it's a cool idea and it's very sort of relevant and I think it's clever and I think it was really well handled um, but really this book is about Alfred and this book is about the relationship between Alfred and Bruce.
1: Which was one of the best things about the Injustice run as well.
0: Exactly. And this is called Father's Day, this story. And it's very, very emotional. It's very sweet. It's very, um, like, I mean, he writes such a funny Alfred and he gets the relationship really, really right. And Schmidt is um, perfect in the story. It's very, very satisfying. Very, very enjoyable. Pick it up.
1: I really think that soon uh, Tom Taylor is going to be announced as uh, exclusive for either Marvel or DC. Someone's
0: got to do it, guys. He's too good. You you don't want to let that go. uh, And
1: I would love to see him grow to the like a Jeff Johns-esque size role. I think he's he has the potential and is yeah. He's also you know proven to be able to write so many things at the same time. Like he's 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 an extremely good writer who deserves. And he loves it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big Tom Taylor head. Uh, But he's not the only Tom that writes for DC at the moment. He sure isn't. Uh, We've got two issues of Batman, written by Tom King to talk about, issues 59 and 60, uh, which is the uh, kind of unlikely team-up between Batman and the Penguin because the Penguin has told Batman that Bane isn't actually imprisoned. In fact, he's running Arkham Asylum. Yes. And so these are two issues of Batman just beating... The absolute snot out of everyone everyone. that he comes across.
0: Including, like, Commissioner Gordon, a Bane who appears to be, like, incapacitated anyway. Just just everyone. Just everyone. Um, Himself. Yeah. No, he doesn't do that, but I wish he did. I mean, I just... Just
1: Just random inmates at a hospital.
0: I just think it's so unfair that he gets to work with such amazing artists. Yeah. It's such a rubbish story. Like, I mean, that one issue 59 i found more offensive than issue 60 i thought issue 59 was really like tasteless and i find his characterization of bruce so unsympathetic and so unappealing like i don't understand why we're supposed to root for him (laughs) he's this like spoiled rich kid who treats everyone with like disdain and like he's so
1: authoritative as well and i get it like that's like Sammy part of batman but he's leaning too far into it and just making him completely unlikable yeah
0: absolutely um, and like I don't understand why he is a moral authority in this world like he doesn't seem to be right ever
1: ever
0: um, but yeah
1: as you said great art we have uh, Mikel Janin and then on the uh, issue 60 we have Jorge Fornes doing um, some, some some panels too I love his really thick line work yeah it's beautiful killer um, it's very Jordi um, Valer oh, horrible Jordi <laughs> on. Uh, uh, Siobhan is describing Wayne yeah, not, not, not the comic we're reading right now um, although also yeah <laughs> actually um, it's true <laughs>
0: Um love m- uh, the of though. Video.
1: But yeah, I, 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 I don't know the, I don't care where this story's going, but no. I want I want to finish it.
0: I know I've just got to finish it. Cuz we've only got what, <laughs> 2 years 40, 40 more issues until he finishes his 100 issue run. Why did DC sign off on that?
1: I think it's I mean, be more than 100 it's successful. by
0: the way. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll read 100. <laughs>
1: um, um But yeah, yeah, now now it looks like his his father from the Flashpoint universe it
0: appears is, to be the big bad guy
1: who we know is working for Bane in some capacity
0: oh yeah I forgot that
1: so who knows where this is going um, it's just, just it is, whatever it's just baffling to me how celebrated this is and, and like you know, people do love it
0: really I just I, nah.
1: like I, I guarantee you if we put Batman on the list of um, and we st- it still might because people can v- put it in themselves Batman would probably win best comic of the year again. people
0: people read Batman whatever it is like always the top selling comic because nerds are It's terrible
1: and I guarantee you if a girl started writing it it would not be anymore yes absolutely (laughs) Uh, Tom King also wrote Heroes in Crisis number three
0: I did read it I did read it I just put it back on the shelf and this
1: is just another like insane mess that I can't believe like it's really crazy to me that like all of his DC books lately have been like what if Batman was suicidal what if Mr. Miracle was suicidal what if and then, everyone what, was suicidal and Heroes of Crisis is like what if everyone was suicidal yeah. or slash and a murderer
0: yeah 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 yes and he's not funny like Tom King isn't a funny writer he's not good at writing funny characters so why have a book starring Booster Gold and Harley Quinn because uh, he's, he he's pre- basically b-
1: because he's not good at writing jokes, he's gonna kill them both off and make after they kill everybody else. So everyone hates those characters Man, now.
0: Man, I hope so. <laughs> I hope he kills both of them. I don't want both. So gold, he can't I? use them ever again.
1: Right. But no one can use them. No one. <laughs> um, good. Oh god, I'm just, just flicking through this again.
0: It's just a big bummer, and it's on un- again. Clayman is really good.
1: Another great artist. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and I even like if i was just probably looking at this book i would probably enjoy it but i don't i don't because it's not good
1: and the death toll keeps rising higher and higher it, it is just like yeah it is like it's a, it's a shock book yeah yeah um, and we're still reading
0: yeah as if death is supposed to be shocking anymore in superhero comics
1: yeah like i criticize the bulk, the bulk of this book but he is still hooking me where mm, I'm like, Oh well, I still want to know what happens. Yeah, I know, so, that's like, true. Damn it. He's not and, and we Is know Is he
0: actually amazing? Am I gonna come back around? Well, we ha- he has <laughs> been amazing.
1: Yeah. Like like there are I, I would say three three books that I can like you know, Sheriff of Babylon, Omega Men, yeah. and the Vision. They're all like They're top top tier great books that everyone should read at some point. Yep. And they all dealt with very dark things that with a with a with a deafness that I don't think he uses in his book its books anymore. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't describe any of those books as heavy handed.
0: No. Uh I'd have to think about it.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's Heroes in Crisis. Now we move over to uh, Doomsday Clock, another big uh, DC event this year, uh, written by Jeff Johns uh, with art by, um, uh, where did I, I should if you just know it, uh, Gary, Gary, Gary Frank. Frank and Brad Anderson on Colors. Um, and uh, this is the, the issue with the least uh, Watchmen-related stuff in it. This is kind of like the DC universe uh, dealing with uh, Russia. <laughs> Yeah, Putin, yeah, I know. Because there are some ties. To the, there's a lot of political, like you know, current day political stuff in the original Watchmen run. So why not uh, have Putin? Why not yeah, you have to have Putin in here as um, uh, is it, it's, not the, it's, a, it's firestorm? Firestorm accidentally turns a bunch of uh, Russians into glass, and Superman tries to tries to help him, and then that,
0: but he accidentally creates an international incident. Classic Superman.
1: While Adrian Veidt watches and says, "It begins." Uh, I,
0: I enjoyed this, this mostly a, because I just love Gary Frank, and I but love it was a him doing cool, the DCU. It was a
1: cool predicament.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like,
1: I, 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 it's not the one that I've necessarily seen before either. And yeah, I thought it was a uh, they kind of you know what like firestorm having to un- turn people not into class anymore and it seems keep like a complicated broken. thing. Yeah, um, and I loved the desperation in Superman trying to do the right thing. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable issue, one of the yeah. best of the, of the run so far. It's before okay, it, It's it's not as bad as. I thought this could be. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. I wouldn't say that I'm like, going to ever reread it, but um, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: So I want to check in quickly on G, Willi- G. Willow Wilson and Carrie Nord's Wonder Woman run. I've read up to issue 59.
0: I've read up to issue 60.
1: Um, a lot of people have commented that this is a much rougher Carrie Nord than what we've seen in the past.
0: But I like it. Me I too. feel like it's quite sort of blocky and cartoony in a way that's very um, dynamic.
1: But it does like it, it does look l- less polished than what you would expect on a Wonder Woman book.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. But I sort of like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Um, I sometimes th-
0: you can be a bit too precious with her because she has to be so like gorgeous. Um, but I sort of like this being a bit more uh, about the action.
1: Sure. Uh, so I, I'm quite enjoying this kind of like almost team up with God of War Ares, who yeah. who now wants to do good but views. One Woman's methods is bad so they're still against each other yeah um, I thought that was like a pretty fun little uh, conundrum for them to find themselves in
0: yeah absolutely and then we've got an ongoing uh, where in the world is Steve Trevor
1: so I'm not as attached to that story so far but it looks like it, that's, a, that's the bulk of issue It it's an interesting twist okay fine uh, are you enjoying this run so far
0: yeah I am it's no it's no Greg and Nicola but sure. it's good <laughs> great and it's better than James Robinson's
1: there you go uh, Green Lantern, The Green Lantern. we got issue two of uh, this great run by Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp, um, which is... like I don't, we, we, we commented that it was a very British-feeling book um, last episode, and a lot of British listeners said, no, it isn't. And I, I, I guess I interpreted You're too that... too
0: close to the game, guys.
1: This just reads to me like a like what-if... What if Green Lantern was in 2000 AD?
0: Yeah, it's like a heavy metal story. It's a 2000 AD story. You guys just think of that as comics. (laughs) But they're British comics.
1: Um, And, uh, yeah, I I like how, like, this doesn't feel like any other DC book right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I love that, like, you know, there are a bunch of, like, crazy lanterns. Like the one
0: whose head is a volcano. So great. That's amazing.
1: Um, But, I mean, if you are not someone who enjoys uh grant morrison level nonsense this has it in spades so it's so nonsense guys it's
0: amazing uh, i absolutely love this i feel like the scope of it is so exciting i feel like the um aesthetics are so appealing to me i love the colors i love all of the cross hatching. i love how dark and inky it all is i love the sense of humor I love it. I yes. absolutely love it. I think um, it's brilliant.
1: So, at the end of this issue, How Jordan Returns to Earth to Find Earth is no longer there anymore. Great. But I wish it didn't come so close after Bender Sitted in Superman with, um, what's his yeah. name, Adam Strange returning to Earth to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I thought that was done kind of more humorously. And so yeah, I like that. Yeah,
0: but I thought that these pages, that sequence, just looks. Oh, Leo art. It's brilliant. It's So good. It's so good. This is my favorite version of Earth Not. Earth disappearing.
1: So you Good. read the second issue of uh, Electric Warriors by Steve Orlando?
0: I did, with Travel Foreman and, um, and hi Fire on Colours. This is such a fucking weird book, man. Yeah. Um, I, couldn't, still, I, could, I couldn't
1: attach to it, so I didn't couldn't I keep reading.
0: Yeah, it's quite... It is a bit of a tough read. I sort of have this funny, like, oh, I kind of want to stick to it because it is so weird for DC um, and it's such a different sort of thing. But it's a, it's a little bit messy and it's a little bit hard to understand what's going on. Basically, it's about a human, and ah, uh, it's so complicated, guys. It's like post-commandy world where humans and animals are once again living in a sort of uneasy alliance. They each choose a champion to go and fight in this galactic, uh, <laughs> sort of gladiatorial thing, which then um, decides how much like food your planet is allotted. Right, um, And then because they have a human and an animal champion, if the human doesn't win, but the animal does, then the animals get the food. And so then it sparks a civil war on Earth. <laughs> it's a pretty interesting concept. Um, a lot happens in this issue, and it's sort of quite dense and quite... Uh, it's not necessarily the most clear art, but it's still pretty engaging. It's still pretty interesting.
1: Cool. Um, just to, to, to look at uh, Bendis' Superman comics at the moment. Yeah. Uh, he's doing just enough for me to keep reading. Same. Um, like there's a like, you know a huge twist that I should have seen a million mi- like miles away. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. But I didn't. You didn't. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. Go to Bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Really? I was like, oh, there you go. I'm talking about the one in this issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read that one as well. Um, uh, And like, it's not even that satisfying, but I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll keep reading. It's still, it's just, it's fun fluff.
0: What a shock that the newly introduced character also turns out to be the newly introduced villain. That's right. That's a big shock. But, I mean, the art's so good. And it's still pretty enjoyable. Totally. I also read Superman, issue six, um, also by Bendis, with art uh, by Ivan Rice. Um, this was sort of fun because it was a very like nineteen seventies. I know that's like explicitly what he's referencing, but the first the first um sort of ten or so pages are these big amazing double page spreads of this big battle in the Phantom Zone between Soup's Zod and Rogol Zar.
1: But what's the point if you're going to have all of these amazing double page spreads and then you have a bunch of double page ads. I know that's really annoying. It's so dumb.
0: Um and it's like the, the the amount of Bendis text really works on these pages. I think it's very satisfying. Like a and then you novel. sort of have this very abrupt move back to Earth. And I just think it was a really clever issue. I think it worked really well. And I'm sort of interested to see where it goes. I like this. I like the sort of distinction between the two books. Is like this one's much more of an adventure comic, and then sure. Action Comics is more of a grounded sort of uh, metropolis story. I think it's good.
1: Awesome. Um, so uh, I've been I kept up with uh, with Deathstroke who yep. is still in Arkham at the moment, uh, and he's traded places with Two-Face. Uh, it's written by Christopher Priest, um, and we have uh, art by uh, Fernando Pizarin and Jason Paz and Jeremy Cox. Um, and um, this is, like, not as hard to follow as it's been in the past. It's just, like, no. it's quite a fun action comic now um, with a lot of great Priest flourish and uh, yep. a, an excellent uh, full page of uh, Two-Face alone in the uh, in the um, Lao jungle yeah um i just uh, this is so fun i make, like incorporating more like kind of core batman characters just makes this a really really fun read
0: yeah it's very enjoyable and priest's like take on um Slade is so so fun
1: yeah it's still a really good book i thought this would be one of the ones that i dropped because it's kind of hard to follow sometimes but but I, it's
0: still I, still engaging it's still worth it
1: yeah absolutely um
0: i read issue 994 of uh, detective Collins. oh shit this is
1: the first issue with um What's his name on board? Uh, Tomasi. So,
0: written by Peter Tomasi with pencils by Doug Mankey, inks by Jamie um, Mendoza, colours by David Barron. And this is... I mean, it, uh, so it's another sort of uh, sort of detective story, and it's about two guys, two, two victims show up, dressed like Martha and Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. with the same bullet wounds, They've had right. plastic surgery to look exactly like them, et cetera, et cetera. And it's uh, Bruce and the commissioner trying to figure out what's going on. The commission. And then also Leslie, oh, Leslie Tompkins, Tompkins um, is attacked by a big scary monster guy. Looks like Carnage. tries to bash her head in with the um, with the bat signal. Yikes. It was a pretty entertaining issue.
1: Cool. I'll be reading that later today yep. too. During Aquaman. Nah. Uh, Final DC for me is um, a Vertigo book um, it's one, the only one from the Sandman uh, universe that I kept reading oh yeah it's the second issue of Books of Magic uh, it's written by Cat Howard without by Tom Fowler and Jordan Boyd and uh, it's basically about a young boy uh, who wants to learn magic and is about to give up but then his teacher says don't give up keep trying and then a whole bunch of murders happen oh and, no and uh, he realises that uh, magic has like you know the responsibility and uh, it has uh, a- actions have reactions mm. consequences is the word i'm trying to trying it's to, trying a to good dance lesson around to learn <coughs> it's great the art's really great and it just moves at a really fun cracking pace yeah cool which is what none of the other uh, dreaming books did <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i'm enjoying them and let's talk about some marvel books now like two issues of immortal hulk issue yes. nine and ten of this excellent horror superhero book by al ewing <coughs> with joe art bennett. by joe bennett um and uh oh hilariously we have uh Jeff Lemire singing its praises on cover nine, and Kieran Gillen singing its praises praises on cover ten. But um, I think this is doing a really good job of balancing the uh, the horror elements with the superhero elements now. Yeah. Um, whereas like the first few issues were just pure horror, this is uh, putting like a kind of like superhero team ups in a more horrific, horror focused uh, scenario.
0: Absolutely, and it's still so tightly plotted and paced, and the art's so good, and it's such a satisfying read. It's my favorite. It's my favorite Marvel book.
1: Any any comic that ends with uh, a character saying "Welcome to Hell,"
0: perfect, fucking great stuff. Done, love it.
1: Um, and 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 like I, I love Joe Bennett. He's not afraid to draw the Hulk and lots of other characters that he fights. It's just absolutely sickeningly gross.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, like without trying to gory. give away too much, but like when he tears out Absorbing Man's. Uh, spine and skull and he's just like this fleshy blob and uses, opened up walking around and
1: uses his spine with his skull on the end as, as a mace as, no as, a, as, as the a, wrecking ball yeah genius that, uh, that genius. the man normally uses but I think Creel's still still okay yeah know. yeah
0: yeah well now he's totally fucked um, poor, that poor dude's been through it in the last couple of years yeah it Marvel really Comics. has been
1: um, but yeah it's such a good series so cool and like uh, every issue I'm just like what are they gonna do now and uh, also like I, some of the best um, Alex Ross covers we've seen in a long time too. I fucking love them. Yeah, so good, man. I would, uh, I would actually buy like a collection of them all at, yeah. at, a, you know, at a big size.
0: If that's not what you all choose as Marvel Book of the Year, I'll be so disappointed in you all.
1: Um, are you keeping up with Marvel Knights? Nah. Um, so the main reason I did was because each issue was written by different writers. So oh, okay. You have Donnie Cates teaming up with Matt Rosenberg for issue two. Um, in which I don't know, a bunch of like, it's basically it's, it's about like all of the kind of street level or just kind of all the heroes that were, that had Marvel Knights books in the '90s. It's all about the, about them remembering who they are and why they do what they do because all the memories from all the memories of the superheroes from, from the Marvel universe have been wiped. Um, and so you have like some great moments between a and the Punisher and stuff like that. And Daredevil is kind of like at the heart of it all. Um, and also you have Bruce Banner hanging out as well. But the third issue. Um, is written by Tini Howard with Donnie Cates. Um, oh, cool. So I was very on board her being a, a kind of bigger part of, uh, of Marvel. Um, and the whole thing is like, it's, it's very Punisher-focused and we see Punisher kind of interrogating the Tony Stark of this world who is imprisoned and then finally coming face-to-face with Loki um, who is like kind of like in his kid alias. And okay. like Yeah, it, it's, it's actually gotten to the point where it's very, very fun. Hmm. You have Scarlet Witch show up with her kids uh, oh. yeah it's like it, it is it feels like a kind of you know um, what was the House of M style okay. like you know different version of the Marvel Universe because of something that's happened uh, and it's a lot of fun um, and uh, yeah it looks like Black Panther is going to be an issue 4 so speaking Ooh. of Black Panther let's talk about Black Panther issue number 7 written by Tana Heesey Coates
0: and with art by Kev Walker
1: yeah sick love Kev Walker very
0: satisfying um, so this continues the uh, Galactic Empire of Wakanda story I'm enjoying this so much. I love um, Coates sort of taking on big issues of, like, colonisation and all those kinds of ideas. And as you're sort of realising that the Galactic Empire of Wakanda are sort of these murderous thieves. Yeah. And the newly sort of uh, self-realised Chala has to take him down. But, he's
1: you know, he's hidden it very well in a sci-fi action comic as well yeah absolutely
0: yeah. it's very fast-paced it's very action focused it's very enjoyable there's like heist elements um it's fun getting to spot all of the sort of familiar characters as they're sort of revealed mm-hmm. um it's such an enjoyable read i don't really know where it's gonna go and that's really good fun
1: so that was you just read issue number seven was it right so yes. i read issue number six which had uh jen bartell
0: oh yeah yeah also R2. an and amazing that was issue.
1: absolutely beautiful looking issue uh, it's good to see him paired with so many awesome artists on this. But God, there were some fantastic fight fight moments in in that issue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So good. Yeah, this I didn't it. know Jen Bartel could do fight scenes like that. So good. so good, man.
1: Yeah. I forgot to put Triona Farrell in my best colorist of uh, the year. yeah, yeah She's yeah. really good too. There's a lot She's of look as you as you, as you it's know. A lot to pick, guys. Every, every yeah, I mean, I had to like kind of go through every episode we did. That alone, and then going through every single comic we talked about as well, was a uh, that was a it was a task That's a lot of work so I know you've read issue 38 of uh, of Moon Girl Endeavor Dinosaur mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about issue 37 which was a really really sweet holiday special yeah written by Brandon Mountclair without by Gustavo Duarte and colors by the great Tamara Bonvallan. Um and uh, yeah I, I, this was like just a fun a really fun one shot of Lunella helping Santa
0: it's what you want guys in an, in an all
1: ages comic and it was still really really fun for me an, an adult to read um, arguably, an adult to read. <laughs> uh, Unconfirmed. But yeah, I thought it was really great, and like there was a you know devastating moment when she realizes one of one of her friends is getting cold, and she ends up
0: sweet like a sweet lesson really, for Lunella. Yeah, it was yeah. really
1: really sweet. I loved it. Uh, I love Lunella
0: learning lessons because she's so not. Um, She's not like an automatically good character. She has to like really work to come to those. Yeah, it's, she's not, she's not schmaltzy, even though no. the world
1: that she's in can be. She's like quite Smart. robotic yeah. and smug. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She's a great character, isn't she? Yeah.
0: Um, I re- issue thirty-eight is the start of a new story arc um, called Bad Dream, and the classic team: Monclair, Bustos, Bombillon, Bombillon, bon know Who knows I'm what we say. say? We should just
1: ask her how you pronounce her name.
0: Yeah, we probably should. Um, And everyone's falling asleep. Everyone's really tired. What's going on? And she wakes up in some kind of dreamland, and there's this kid with, like, a big dream dinosaur, and then the dinosaur is in, like, the world. It's really good, guys. It's good. It's just a good, fun, new, exciting story arc. Unreal.
1: So good. Um, Donnie Cates did a great issue of Venom in issue number nine. Um, Don't ask me what happened in it because I read it a long time ago. I wouldn't ago. dream of it. Oh, it was about his father. It, like, it, yeah, it could have been like really heavy and it was in parts but it was done really well and um, yeah, there's a really cool, weird twist. Cool. Yeah, but he's like, he's separated. He still has the symbiote within him. Symbiote within him. Yep. Um, and I, uh, and then he, but but he's not connected to it mentally so he can't t- talk to it anymore.
0: Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Ah, oh, so lonely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this has been like a really fun, quite compelling series. It's done a lot of stuff, like all of Kate's books.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) I was about the finale of uh, uh, Marvel Two in One. Usually, it was uh, the Thing in Human Torch, but for the final issue of this uh, run, written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Ramon Perez, um, we have Human Torch and the Invisible Woman. Did you read this?
0: Yeah, I did. It was fine. That's what I
1: mean. It, this was such a strong. At one point, my favorite Marvel book as it was coming out, like in those early issues, that I think was just they should have let Chip Zdarsky be the one to bring back yeah. the Fantastic Four, it, and then and then given slot the, the series, or you know, even better, kept Zdarsky yeah. on the series.
0: It definitely <laughs> felt like a sort of um, very messy, editorially mandated, like fill in these blanks, please, thank you, Chip. Which is not necessarily like the coolest thing to read, because this, and the this art's so rushed. Like I love um, Ramon, Ramon Perez, Perez but this and is, I don't yeah, think it's his best work.
1: Go far from it, so far from it. Um, yeah, a w- w- real bummer to see this series end, end like this. There's a there's a sweet moment at the very end of it, but I'm, I don't just I just feel cheated out of yeah. out of a, a great ending that I that this that this series probably would have given us had Chip not been allowed to finish it the way he wanted to finish yeah. it. It's great to see like you know, the full team reunited at the end of this book, but I kind of feel like it would have been even cooler if they never did or if it was, I don't, I don't know.
0: Or if, yeah, anyway.
1: Um, yeah, no. So Wolverine is returning. He's got hot claws. And, uh, yeah, are you enjoying this Return of Wolverine event by you Charles Soule and Declan Shelby? I
0: am because I love Declan Shelby. I love the way he draws um, Logan. I think it looks great. And yep. I don't really care what's happening in it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's just it. I've, I don't find the story compelling at all, but I would watch Declan Shalvey's characters do anything.
0: Yep, absolutely. And he can draw the hell out of a cool Wolverine. And I like seeing Wolverine taking down the X-Men. It's very fun. It's
1: good yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready for Charles Soule to kind of, now that he's not doing Daredevil anymore and uh, he's not doing Darth Vader anymore. Actually, though, no, I've loved his Darth Vader book. Yeah. So I guess that, that is the best thing that he's done recently. But at one point I was so excited for him to be a Marvel, like, you know... His She-Hulk run is the
0: fucking coolest. I would love
1: for him to try and do less and, and do more good stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess that's not financially
1: because uh the Death of Daredevil th- was... This, the final issue of this came out. Issue number 612, written by Charles Soule. With awesome art by Phil Noto. Came out, and this is just... Okay, I'm going to spoil what happens in this. this. Please do, please do. So the whole the whole of this arc has been like oh it's the death of Daredevil and in the first issue of the arc we see Daredevil have like a a near death experience Um, and uh, and then he awakes from that and he's like I'm not going to live my life for this anymore I'm going to do this you know like you know have a new lease of life and then he fucks a lecturer and then he gets reunited with all of his he has like goes through through a gauntlet of all of his villains Um, and then he goes against one of his toughest villains yet this like like kind of like religious looking figure that throws Daggers at him, and um, then like this is this big kind of like crescendo moment where, um, like where the the guy the guy take he, he takes the mask off this foe, and realizes that he's looking at himself, and then what? it's like he says, Matthew, let the scales fall from your eyes. What is this? And so I do, and then there's there's it's actually is him it on on the operating table ah. so these last six issues ah, or whatever have been all in his head and so it's him realizing that everything that's on his head is is not true and then he wakes up he's going to have to return to the new york that he left when he was in a car accident and then he like you know realizes that like this this like never ending cycle that he's in will never ever end and then he's like he closes his eyes and he sees karen lame and he's like you did everything you could, Karen. Karen's like, you did everything you could, Matt. And then it goes, we get like six pages of black. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's going to just let himself go and die. And then he goes, I cannot see the light. I will be the light. I am Daredevil and I am not afraid. The end.
0: Lame, 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 lame. Yeah. Just why bother killing anyone? Why
1: bother doing like the, it was all a dream montage. is It's the main thing
0: yeah if it wasn't like an especially like satisfying iconic thing that seems like such a cop-out
1: do it as a one shot like do it as a, as a one issue don't like have it be a final arc called the death of daredevil and lulling everyone into thinking like yeah, this could be it or or this is how he deals with the near-death experience because now we don't even see how he's going to deal with his near-death experience because is taking over and probably won't yeah, reference yeah, it yeah but, whatever whatever sadasti on the book i'm excited for that uh, what X-Men books are you reading at the moment?
0: So I'm still reading Uncanny X-Men. The weekly X-Men event. Um,
1: and it's like a diff- different writers each issue kind no, of No,
0: okay. So it's, um, the, it's...
1: Ed Brisson. Ed Brisson. Matt Rosenberg. Matt Rosenberg Kelly Thompson. Uh, Kelly
0: Thompson. Uh, Rochelle Rosenberg on colours. Perry Perez on art. And this is like... There's new horsemen, but like it's not the apocalypse. They're coming to save the world. Led by X-Men... Right. Nate Grey. Um, and then he has the team of Magneto and um, Angel and Blob. <laughs> the Blob. And one more. Who's the other one? Um, Omega Red. Like right. Like the Russian dude. And they're going around.
1: Like, like Legion is there too. Is Legion there?
0: Legion is in it, but he's like uh, trying to save the day. He okay, saw right. all this coming, tried to warn the X-Men – but didn't get there in time. I find this weirdly <laughs> enjoyable. I think it's very like it's quite fast paced, and just, so just it's turn, your, a turn your brain more, off and
1: read. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, and it's
0: a bit more satisfying because it's moving quite quickly than a lot of other X books. Right. Um. So, like, I, I I don't think this is the worst X Men book on the shelves at the moment.
1: Um. But the best X Men book on the shelves at the moment, X Men Red, it read is ending. Isn't yes. The best? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's been it hasn't been Tom Taylor's I best. I honestly work,
0: enjoy uncanny x-men more
1: okay cool very brave um, but uh, yeah I, I think this is uh, there's like one more issue of this left has it come out yet yes 11 Okay, well, I've read, I have read 10 I'll talk, I'll talk more about the series when I read okay. 11 cool that's it for Marvel now we move over to Image god this is a good stack of books are, oh
0: my god you've got so many
1: bro I can burn through a lot of them but um, I want to talk about Snot Girl yes please issue number 12 of Snot Girl I forgot to put this as, like, one of the potential best books of uh, 2018. Yeah, man, it's so fucking good. It's just a perfect book. Like, it's written by uh, Brian Lee O'Malley with art by Leslie Hung. And it just features such a flawed character who you still love anyway. In this world that, like, I don't know, like, I'll never ever be a part of this world or understand, but there are still moments. They're equivalent. You're
0: Buff Levens now. (laughs)
1: Aren't
0: (laughs) you an Instagram influencer?
1: (laughs) There are equivalent moments that, like, I can, like, somewhat relate to, if not, you know, somewhat embarrassingly. Yeah, um, it's
0: all, like, about vanity and social media. You know what I mean?
1: Totally. And uh, this issue in particular, I just thought, like, there's just so much at play now. The story is so rich, and the characters within it are just so fun to follow. Um, I love the real real world um, elements of this like um, it's revealed that Lottie has a sister in this issue who's more
0: famous than her
1: because she was in an actual existent show that Angus who hosts Fan with me loves Um, what's the show? the show's called Terrace House it's a a Japanese Uh, reality show where like just you know random people live in a house together and it has like after, at the end of each episode, there has like a, 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 a table, like a panel of like comedians that just roast awesome. all of the people in the house. Oh, that's so and funny. And all the dumb things they did in that episode. Um, it's a very, very cool take on a reality TV show. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and I love that, yeah, so Lottie's sister is famous because she was in on Terra's house. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Um, uh, there's so many elements of this book which. Uh, really unexpected like i genuinely didn't expect the lottie caroline relationship to become a romantic relationship totally um and that's really fun and then i also didn't expect the potential time travel stuff or the potential yes, i don't totally. know i don't know what that is um <laughs> I love it and i don't want to like give away too much but like that's cool where did that come from great yep Absolutely. And the art's so fucking good and the colors are so perfect it's just such a fucking good book, guys. I, probably should I love Leslie, it I should so put Leslie much.
1: hung on the artist, too. I might, I, I, might, I might add all these.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you've got to go back, man.
1: Uh, I'll go back in time, just like one of the characters might be doing in might, Snot Girl maybe. now. But, like, time. you know, enough is enough. We're, we're 12 issues into Snot Girl. Why aren't you reading it, everybody?
0: If you're not, you've got some serious problems.
1: Oh, man, a new headloper came out? Yeah. That's exciting.
0: Last week. So you got some exciting stuff to read. I really am enjoying this arc so far, Headlopper and the Knights of Venora. Um, Uh, This is
1: uh, written and drawn by Andrew McLean with colors by Geordie Belair. And
0: look at those colors in this issue. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but if you like, heads lopping.
1: Oh my God, it looks like there's an additional head lopped in this
0: one. There's mad heads lopped.
1: That sounds, oh, oh, look at that backup stuff.
0: Yeah, the amazing pinups as always. God, this comic has it all. Yeah, it's the best. I love Headlopper. It's so good.
1: It, guys. Awesome. Um, so, uh, have you been reading Man Eaters? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Uh, it's written by Chelsea Kane, Kate Niemczyk, and Rochelle Rosenberg. Written and drawn with art by uh, the same team that gave us the excellent um, Mockingbird Run, and uh, they're doing but such but a this good is about job. Periods. That's right. This is a, a, about uh, in a world where um, women are given uh, drugs to stop them from getting their period because if you get your period in this world, you may turn into a vicious cat monster and uh, classic it's a it's a really really fun amusing uh kind of take at it what it's like to hit puberty as a, as a as a teen girl yes
0: and kind of the um the slightly horrific experience of getting a marion for the first time really amped up to like a crazy scale because there's the, nothing can quite prepare you for the experience of like the discovery of blood it's yep. like a shock for everyone.
1: And, and, and how comparatively easy men have it. Yeah. In pre- in yeah. Like when they go through puberty. Yeah. Like Although
0: get- I would not trade f- for anything in the world because of surprise bonus.
1: Surprise bonus. <laughs> Surprise bonus. I was gonna say they're fine. They're not fun. It's just like
0: it just seems very difficult to cope with. And <laughs> I was a very shy teenager and I don't think I would have um, I don't think I would have lost it. I
1: reckon it's why pants are elasticized. Not so they stay up. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it took bonus away.
1: <laughs> Ongoing bonus. <laughs> I just accidentally hit stop recording, so hopefully nice. I l- I laugh so hard I hit stop recording, so hopefully it's fine. Um uh, I just checked, and it is great. Cool. So that's man. It is. Um. I. I guess we talked about it. It's yeah. great.
0: It's great, guys. <coughs> it's
1: still really great, and, and it is like that's oh, really fun. It's an awesome package as well. In that, yeah. like you know, you, the backup matter is is really really fun and yeah. cool. And
0: the world that they're creating is very satisfying. I love the like difference ads. between the parents. It's good.
1: Yeah, it's great fun. Uh, the new world, which could be Siobhan's favorite comic of the year, potentially. Man,
0: what a spectacular final issue! This genuinely Wait, like final issue. Isn't there only five issues? What. I really thought that was the end.
1: Oh, my God. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, 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 it could totally be seen as the end. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. It was. Very trippy. Oh, damn it. I didn't realize it was the end. Um,
0: that Yeah, sucks. this made me, like, have a lot of feelings. Those final pages. Treadmore is just such a, like, insane talent. I don't understand. I don't understand where his creativity comes from. Where do you get your crazy ideas, Treadmore?
1: And how are you so good at communicating them?
0: Yeah, but this just, um, for me, like, the biggest revelation because we're all really used to like we know tradmore is going to do really dynamic action sequences we know it's going to be really fast paced we know it's going to like be crazy colors and there's going to be lots of detail but i wasn't anticipating how um amazing his like characters would be in this and the like emotion that he manages to convey and like how just gorgeous it is
1: yeah right it definitely was the last issue that's yeah you're yeah cool i was like oh that's a cool way to finish the first arc I'm looking forward for the next one
0: yeah, I don't know if they'll do more, but um, I thought it was such a perfect end.
1: Yeah, you're right. It is a good end. Very it, Isn't it funny to, to read back on something with new context like that and yeah, go, yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, right." Oh
0: wow, the end. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I, yeah. I, 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 written by Alice Scott. We haven't we haven't said their name yet, but oh, yeah. I thought they did a great great job uh, with with these characters in this world, and Trad Moore was uh, the perfect artist to to convey yeah. them. Good shit. It's good. Must Alice read, Scott. everybody.
0: Not bad, Alice Scott. Thank goodness.
1: Um, did you continue reading Exer Sisters? I
0: did, I did. I love School this fun. book now. Yeah.
1: I, I, um, Ian Boothby uh, wrote this one with art by Giselle Lagasse. And um, I haven't talked about this uh, <laughs> since it happened. <laughs> but um, apparently we have uh, some listeners that that worked on some of the books that we talk about. And one of them is the artist Giselle Lagasse, um, who uh, got in touch with me um, because uh, we called her a horny dude. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, no, we didn't. And she was like, yes, you did. And I listened back, and Siobhan indeed does call her a horny dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I meant
0: it in a complimentary way. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've been um, a fan for a very long time. We're,
1: we're also talking about surprise boners. I think that makes us horny, yeah. bon- horny dudes too. It's an ongoing. Theme. But um, one thing that uh, she got in touch with after we were kind of like, I, basically, I, 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 we semi made fun of the fact that like all of her, all of the, all the books that she's worked on that are advertised at the back. Uh, seem to be like you know catered towards horny dudes and um, she pointed out that Ménage à Mm Trois which is uh, a comic book geek living with two hot girls uh, is actually a book that she is quite proud of because she celebrates sexuality within her It's incredibly good So you've actually read it? Yeah I've 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 read it I've bought it now with the intentions of reading it It's real
0: good guys I didn't mean like I love horny dude comics and I don't think it's a bad thing and I think that um, her comics are exceptional because it is such a female gaze um, and I think that's the thing that you get so often. Like I read it when it was a web comic and I think that's something that you get quite a lot in web comics. You get to get that female perspective on sexuality that is incredibly enjoyable and was very like formative for me as a teenager. Um, so I love all of her work and I didn't mean anything to sound uh, disparaging in the slightest. I love everything she does.
1: I'm even going to try and check out Sticky Dilly Buns.
0: <laughs> yes, please. I want to hear all about that. <laughs>
1: not the app yeah, for this is like a Cupid that has have a, a gay day says have a, 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 a gay day on it I'm totally gonna read this great I love uh, it. but look uh, uh, Exorcist is, is about um, two women who we now learn are the same woman yep um, who are uh, like basically exercising it's almost like a crime book where they yeah. are they're like detectives they're exorcists that, exorcists for, for money yeah um, and uh, there's a great kind of twist that ties into the, like the origin story of the two of them yeah um, when their mother returns uh, to their lives um, and uh, yeah this is setting up like some pretty like big big moments in terms of storytelling and uh, yep. I'm all for it it's a cool book yeah I like it a lot it's good I think a third issue comes out this week so I'll be getting my getting my teeth into that today absolutely <coughs> uh, Die 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 by Robert Kirkman Scott M. Gimple Chris Fernum, Burnham and Nathan Fairbairn continues to be uh, <laughs> absolutely over the top fun and silly action comedy it's great it's really really great and I, I agree with you I think it's my favorite Robert Kirkman comic book now
0: yeah Far and away, it's so fun. I kind of hope it doesn't go forever, like all of his books do, um, and that it manages to be sort of a bit more succinct. I think, um, but it's so good. Chris I, Burnham's so good. Yeah, I think
1: Burnham, being the kind of artist that he is, I can't see him maintaining this. No, for, like I mean, or wanting to maintain it. No, for, you know, his, his level of detail in his art uh, for on a monthly basis must be absolute killer. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is this is really really great, and the story is going very very fun places. If you uh, if you like a an, again a very over the top. Um, kind of action book uh, this is uh, it's kind of like what I wish Mark Millar books were
0: yes, it's, it's, yes. It, what if
1: Mark Millar books were actually smart
0: yes and, and, and not offensive to me
1: yep at there you go.
0: all times
1: there you go uh, The Wicked and the Divine uh, nears towards its uh, impending end uh, issue by issue uh, and uh, issue 40 um, was a, a really funny issue that we saw what it's like to be a fan of these gods Okay. Forced and foremost as we saw like, the bulk of the issue from the eyes of uh, these teenagers going to see a concert in which all their souls are <laughs> taken but yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm,
0: sounds very Sailor Moon
1: uh, yeah it, man I reckon there's a, there's a few there's a few things that tie those two things together mm. but um, mm. yeah it was a really, really good issue and uh, I'll, I'll talk about the, at length on this when we get closer and closer to the end yeah, also cool. the, the cover of this kind of looks like me yeah kind of huh give him a bum shin and more tired eyes yeah yeah. Um, but yeah we're getting divine it's a good time so, well, it's a bummer, but it's a good time. It's yeah. a good bummer. Uh, Stray Bullets, Sunshine and Roses.
0: Uh, also a bummer. Also a good time.
1: Also potentially nearing its end, but I don't mm. know if it is. Uh, mm. It's crazy. We're, we are now at issue 40, which is the initial run of Stray Bullets went to issue 41, which means it's one issue away from being on par with the initial run mm-hmm, of Stray mm-hmm. Bullets. But uh, it's really good. It's really grim. Uh, and uh, we are about to catch up with the point in time that this uh, that this Sunshine and Roses arc spun out of mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like filling in this gap of years from the original series and we're like weeks a few, like maybe even days away from it, it coming up to where we catch up with the people at like issue 13 of River Stray Bullet so it's crazy that he spent this long and this many issues filling in this window and adding so many characters and this crazy crime caper yeah cool um, of course it's written and drawn by um, David Latham and uh, we're going to talk another one, another one of his books later on the issue but the, sorry, the episode Lodger yeah um, also very good. Oh man, this is the Jonathan Hickman book that you should be reading. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called again?
0: East of West.
1: East of West by Jonathan Hickman and uh, Nick Dragotta, Frank Martin on colors. How
0: many issues is that at now?
1: Um, this is at issue forty. Oh, man, That's funny. They're both, it's both been gone at forty. For so long, so good, so long, and it's so good. And this is like all about like the, the kind of Horseman of the Apocalypse making deals with other uh, potentially apocalyptic uh, devices on Earth. Um, as the rest of the generals that represent different parts of Earth go to war with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so great. It's so hickminy. Yeah, uh, it's funny so funny in parts. And Goda's art just gets better and better with each issue. I think that would
0: be one of those books that I, at one point in my life, just sit down and smash. Now I have so much uh, more time.
1: Tearing through this uh, this as a, as a trade would be unbelievably fun. Yeah. Um, the Last Siege, uh, issue number seven by Landry Hugh Walker, Justin Greenwood and Brad Simpson gave us a, um, a silent... War issue, where we have um, basically an invasion of a, of a castle, um, but the uh, the invading force doesn't have access to gunpowder, while the uh, castle does. However, there is a fire in the castle, which expl detonates all the gunpowder. So uh, even though it was a silent issue, it's a lot of loud explosions throughout nice. the show. But yeah, it's fun reading a, a you know a wordless battle, mm. um, and we still don't know who's going to have the upper hand at the end of this issue. Um, and finally I'm still reading oh funnily enough called The Powder Keg but not uh. about gunpowder. Powder uh, The Walking Dead issue number 186 uh, very similar to Bendis' work on Superman doing just enough to keep me reading nice. uh, there is a surprise death at the end of this issue which we've not got one of uh, in, in, in quite a few issues now mm. uh, and it's someone that's been in this series for at least 100 issues so far oh, wow. and uh, he dies at the hands of someone that you did not expect um, mm. and it's, uh, it's sad mm. uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do next but what cool. I'm waiting for is a chance to figure out if this is the end of a, of, a, of a run so I can switch to trade on this, I think. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, cool good call.
0: Um, I read issue 10 of Sleepless. Oh,
1: God, I'm jealous.
0: Mate, it's so good. It's the second
1: last issue, right? Yeah.
0: Um, and it's all wrapping up in an incredibly satisfying way. We get loads of smooches. We get underground caverns. We get magic. We get duty and honor and just gorgeous art and surprise endings and it's perfect and I love it
1: so I mean hopefully by the time we record next we'll both have read issue 11 and talk about this series as a whole can't wait real good Uh, okay so now we're into the other publisher's zone and I want to talk about the final uh, for this part of the story uh, issue of Fence so uh, Fence has been one of our favourite comics since it started 12 issues ago um, written by C.S. Picat with art by Joanna the Mad and Joanna La Fuente on Colors. Um, and this is about a bunch of uh, cute boys who fence at a uh, very elite college. Yes. Um, and uh, they recently announced that after this issue we'll be making the move to trade.
0: I think it's a good call for the series. I'm sad to not get it in single anymore and I hope that they still put in those extra bits and pieces uh, at the back that are so fun. Yep. Um, but I think for this book and for the audience I think it's the right call.
1: So this 12-issue arc has been, like, the first year of these guys at college, I guess, and they're all kind of making tryouts to see who makes the cut for, t- for the team. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, it introduces a bunch of, like, fun kind of... Did you read this final issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I read it
0: really fast.
1: <laughs> well, it's a book that you can read really, really fast, but um, there's so much going on between all the relationships that it does. It's a great one to reread. Yeah, it's just so fun to read. Um, but I thought they did a really great job of balancing balancing the emotion that comes with each of these characters as they make or don't make the team.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Really, um, really, I mean, Pekat just really understands characters and she understands pacing and she understands how to sort of uh, let these things happen and when they should happen. Um, and I think she's just so good.
1: And I like that this... this, this this, this series now, like this issue, ends the rivalry between Nicholas and Seiji. Now they can just be friends, yeah, or, or boyfriends, boy yeah, exactly. Um, Not yet, though. Everyone, please pick up Fence when when this final yeah. trade comes out. It's going to be a, a great series to just like read each time a trade comes out. I hope. I mean, if this comes out like biannually, that would, that be, would be so good. That would be. So I don't good. know if that's even possible. Maybe that's too too much work, but. God, that would be good. It would be so good. Uh, yeah, so well done to Picat and both jo- 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 Joanna slash Johanna. Um,
0: you've done great work.
1: You've done excellent work and uh, I love your comic very much. Yeah. Black Hammer, Age of Doom this week. Uh, issue number seven, not this week ago. Uh, Whenever many, it was. Many weeks ago, it was the second issue written uh, by Jeff Lemire with art by Rich Tommaso. Uh, doing an excellent...
0: Good fun. Totally freaky diggy, uh
1: profe- Captain Weird Captain story. Captain Weird story. Yeah, uh, and uh, kind of basically setting up There's that a- we're about to have a reboot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But basically, like, yeah, uh, Captain Weird finds himself in um, in a world of forgotten characters. Yes. Um, who have just kind of given up all hope. Um, and uh, had a very meta...
0: Slightly uh, Grant Morrison-y um, moment. But, uh, like, very satisfying. And this is one of the things, like, I'm, I'm so... As always, pleased for Jeff Lemire that his work is going to be... Um, Shown to such a wider audience, but uh, Black Hammer for me is such a commentary on superhero comic books specifically, and I don't know how well something like that, that moment, will work. Yeah, um, sure. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever, man. It'll be a different thing.
1: Yeah. So you read the Quantum Age this week as well? The other Black. I did. I did.
0: Black, um, um, which is the answer? sort of uh, again very Captain Weird focused story, and this has art by Wilfredo Torres, which is always very enjoyable. Um, and this is the kind of Legion of Superheroes team who just continue to be. Uh, funny and different and we see the return of the brainiac character and then the end um, we get another nice cool twist um, where we see a character who is transformed into a new version of herself oh fun very satisfying very enjoyable that's great love it unreal it's amazing how he manages to keep all those stories straight it's just I'm so in awe of him all the time you know what I mean yeah
1: absolutely Um, so the second issue of the savage shores came out written by ram ram v with um sumit kumar and vittorio astone and this is a like vampire and monster book set mm-hmm. in India in um, the 1700s. Um, and uh, the first issue was all about a um, uh, a vampire being sent from, from the UK to, to India um, mm-hmm. to lay low. Um, and as he goes out hunting, he is hunted by a far bigger monster. And so the final issue had the main character dead. Cool. And now we um, kind of pick up the pieces with a, a vampire hunter in the same... Um, I wish I could, what's the, the, the Calicut oh that's, okay. where, it, that's where it's at um, and uh, yeah basically he's, he's kind of trying to figure out what happens on these savage shores Ooh. and uh, there's monsters and there's romance and there's hunting and uh, yeah it's a it's a really really awesome series and uh, possibly Ram, Ram 5's like debut uh, maybe not I don't know but nah. I, I, I love this yeah good it's, it's really really good and the art's excellent and uh, I highly recommend it to anyone that likes a kind of fun high adventure set in the past book because hmm. uh, it's it's a it seems like a really fun new take on that story yeah, cool. Strangers in Paradise mate 25 issue number 8 so it's like volume 25 issue number
0: 8 I <sighs> love that Terry Moore does not see any boundaries so do you know z- what I mean he does not feel like he uh, this book has never felt restricted by genre or pretty much anything and the big the the strange twist that this takes at the end of the issue I don't think there's ever been anything like it in Strangers in Paradise before um, and I think it was so cool so clever so weird so interesting yeah absolutely. I just fucking love it I think he's so like yeah. what an imagination what a talent totally he's So, so th- this,
1: this book now has like hard sci-fi elements in it yeah um, oh, and magic no, yeah magic, magic. Yeah, like yeah.
0: fantasy or mythology you know um,
1: but yeah all, all things that have not really been it's been a even though there has been like kind of like Espionage kind of sci-fi. Oh, sorry, not sci-fi. Um, like uh, like spy kind yeah. of vibes. Before we, it's always been relatively grounded. And this uh, this is a
0: big step somewhere else. Yeah, and totally. I think it's cool, but it
1: totally works. I also love that how he's the, the, he is not. There's no boundaries in terms of him depicting these two female characters. Um, I feel like he just does it. Yeah. There's no. It. it, it his two characters are so believable and flawed in the right way that like. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's ever been pulled a on it in the past. It's like, maybe this is something you... I, w- I wonder if if he started this book now, he'd be told, like, you can't convey this relationship truthfully or whatever, but if he's been you doing just, it for so long, I yeah. guess, yeah.
0: And I guess that's the benefit of, like, owning the characters, self-publishing it, I think. Yep. Doing everything yourself. Thing, like, yep. he owns this universe, he owns these characters, and they are real.
1: Yeah, our friend Connor um, is uh, is reading Strangers in Paradise for the first time ah, now. And great. And they're at the point that we were at where... You realize how much, what a much more yeah. different and crazier comic it was than when you start. Because that, that first, those first four issues, they're not good compared to how great the book gets.
0: They're still they're, good, but you're like, oh, this is like a relationship comic. It's I know a bit, what it's this almost is. Like, a,
1: like a Kevin Smith movie though. like yeah, It feels yeah, yeah, very yeah. 90s. It's still a, a well done yeah. one, but yeah, it gets so much better. Um, so uh, I mentioned it earlier, but Lodger, um, written written by the written by the Lathams with art by. David Laffam his t- his book that he writes with his wife Maria. Um, Lodger is a book published by Black Crown through IDW, and um,
0: it's a crime comic, guys. What a surprise!
1: It's a crime comic, but uh, it basically follows. Um, we 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 actually learn the relationships of uh, both both kind of. Ca- it's t- it's, t- it's told over two timelines, um, but the bo- the main timeline is uh, a girl reading a um uh, a like a travel, travel blog. blog as she tries to track down the author of the travel blog so she can kill them.
0: Yeah, it's very good. Um, It's a fun, like, um, I've never seen, like, a crime comic like that. Yeah,
1: totally. I mean, even a comic like this, there are moments where you're like, oh, shit, which era is this? It can get slightly Mm. confusing at times, but I think this... This lets you know enough about both characters that now it won't be a problem for future issues. Basically, yeah. we learn their their relationship, how they met each other, and um, while we don't know why she wants to kill him just yet, you know that that will be revealed soon. But uh, as it's a a laughing book, there's just no one can be trusted. Everyone nope. is bloodthirsty, yes. and uh, that's what makes it a fun read.
0: Yeah, and people seem very real.
1: Yeah, um, God, I love I love his art so so much. Just like his yeah. the simplicity to his his character designs
0: beautiful perfect like simple black and white line work it's so good so um, clear and expressive yeah
1: so yeah Lodge is a, a really good one in my books yeah absolutely highly Agreed. recommend it um, I read Archie 700 yeah
0: me too me too uh,
1: written by Nick Spencer with art by Marguerite Sauvage um, and colours by um, sorry lettering by Jack Morelli Marguerite uh, does her own colouring I love her art. I hated Nick Spencer's voice for all the characters.
0: I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Right. Um, it's very much just trying to bring the characters more in line with Riverdale, which I accept. It's not for me, but I accept that that's a thing that Archie have to do.
1: But they already have a Riverdale comic tone. They want to make a Riverdale comic.
0: Because no one likes it. No one buys it. Really? Because they don't put like they need. I think they just want the Archie universe to reflect what is popular about Archie now Ugh. and the Riverdale comic doesn't do well because they don't have the big name talent on it but Marguerite Savage is fucking glorious the, the art
1: is brilliant I just don't like I don't really care about it Archie dating a, Sabrina yeah I like a love triangle now and yeah. like I get, then you yeah. shouldn't
0: read Archie comics <laughs> this has always been a love triangle now it's like a no, love sorry, square no, no, no,
1: sorry, sorry that's what I mean a love square now Yeah, I, I, yeah. I like the triangle I know, I just feel, yeah, I just, it, it's such a bummer looking back to those first 12 issues of I Mark Waid's run. And he lost his way too, but I feel like, uh, I don't Continuity
0: know, yeah. is a killer in Archie comics because there's only so many times you can make them get together and break up again. It's why it works so much better as a gag strip format, in my personal opinion, guys.
1: Are you going to continue reading this? No! No, I'm
0: not. But you know what I read all the way to the end is Vampironica. Read issue five, written by the Smallwoods, Greg and Meg. Art. Um, this is this the final issue? Yeah. Up by Greg Scott. On um, the last two issues, colouring by Matt Herms. Good name. Herms. Herms. Um, and this is the What if Veronica was a vampire, but also a vampire killer?
1: So we had three issues that were drawn by Greg Smallwood and then two that were not.
0: But does a good job, Scott greg scott does a good job of aping i i would say um and i thought this was a really satisfying and it was really fun i think that greg the small ones have a much better grasp on these characters than nick spencer (laughs) or i would even say mark wade um and this was just super enjoyable super fun you got a really like good complex look at who veronica is through this story while it also was like funny smart fast-paced action-packed good very enjoyable
1: amazing um, so, uh, over to another classic cartoon character, given new life through a new series. And that is Dick Tracy, who has a new book now that's written by, um, Lee and Michael Alred, um, with, uh, pencils by Rich Tommaso and colors by Laura Allred. I love that it's credited on the front. It's written by Allred Cubed and Tommaso. Cute. <laughs> Cute. Um, but you, did you, can you, did you read issue yeah, yeah, of this? Yeah, I did. Dude, this is so good. It's so good, man. Um, it's like a like slightly surreal. You're not sure what time period this is meant to be. Um, Tommaso is the perfect fit for it because um, I feel like all of his books kind of have that vibe. Um, this kind of it feels like you're 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 reading a book that was created yesterday, but all the references are, are current. Yeah, um, and uh, it really celebrates how weird the Dick Tracy bad guys were, and the story is just really fun. And this is it's not the um, Exhausting read that a lot of Michael Arrod's written comics can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. I think it's yeah. like, this might be my favorite thing that Lee and Michael Arrod have written together. It's good fun. Before, yeah.
0: And the art's so good.
1: Yeah, yeah. totally agree. Um, Hot Lunch Special. I think uh, is the second last issue, issue number four, written by Elliot Rahal with Jorge Faunes, um, on art. Ah, he was the guy that did the Batman.
0: Yeah, 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 60. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering why, oh, it looked familiar. He's good.
1: He's very good. And this book is also very good. This is, um, I've described it as extremely Cohen-esque, particularly Fargo. Um, like, you know, small-time uh, crime family stuff. Um, and uh, in this issue, they have to uh, get rid of some bodies and uh, final, like, basically, like, come to an agreement between these two crime families. And, of course, you know they're both going to try and trick each other. Um, it's chaotic. It's about... You know, how, how everyone works within the families. And there's a, a in, insane, like, oh my God moment on the final page um, where one character who has already been established as pretty badass also just proves how in control of the situation she is by doing something fucking nuts. Awesome. When this comes out in trade, I would love for you to read it, Siobhan. Because yeah, I, I think you would to. really, really like I this. I really want to. And Elliot Rahal is now going to be a, a writer that I uh, follow. Obviously, Jorge Fournes already is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, a great team doing a great book.
0: Awesome. Why are you one reading Mars Attacks, man?
1: Dude, it's Kyle Starks who cool. did uh, the Rock Candy Mountain yeah, 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 um, comedy yeah, yeah. book. And uh, also, yeah, he did another one that was like a like MacGruber-esque kind yeah, of action yeah, yeah, yeah. book that I thought was really funny. Um, and mm-hmm. this is him teaming up with Chris Schweitzer, um, who also does like really fun art. Mm-hmm. And it's about a, a, a man and his like wheelchair-bound old father trying to escape the aliens as Mars Attacks. Okay. And it's simple. It's funny. Um, and, uh, it's, the art's really unique. It doesn't, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's oh, just fun. Cool. I'm into it. Yeah. Nice one. Um, the Lone Ranger written by Mark Russell with Bob Q and Hassan Otsmain Elhau. Um, this is, uh, like a kind of modernization, not modernization, fuck no, you've been Lone Ranger set now, but it's a, it's a different take on, on like kind of like the classic Lone Ranger comics mm-hmm, that doesn't mm-hmm. totally defy what they were about in the first place. Are you still reading this one?
0: No! I don't think I read the first issue.
1: But this is one written by Mark Russell. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I really yeah. missed it. Um, yeah, it's, a, you know, a great comedic writer um, doing a Zadaski and doing, like, a quite a serious drama oh, cool. um, comic with, uh, with these He's kind of... of it. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, so basically, like, um, it's Lone Ranger. has had to go and ask uh, Tonto... Wait, is Tonto the horse or the Indian? <laughs>
0: <Fuck>. The Indian. <laughs> Fucked <laughs> the up, man.
1: Sorry, I've, I've, I don't know anything about not Lone Ranger. No, me neither. Who, what's his name? Um... Uh, no, it is Tonto. Yeah, I'm wrong. Tonto is the is the Native American. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. There you go, sweet. Um. Uh. Anyway, it's good. Great. Yeah. He's, especially his take on Tonto, uh, because the last kind of main take on Tonto was fucking let's get Johnny Depp to play him. Yeah. It's good to see this character taken seriously and made out to be the badass that he is. Cool. And like he's like he's smarter than the Lone Ranger. He's like more capable than the Lone Ranger. More resourceful. Yeah, it's good. Um. Finally, Love and Rockets. Um, it's great. Yeah, did you read this issue? Yeah. So, But you're still... In, like, still have
0: no idea what's going on. Yeah, right, sure. So but this I is, love it.
1: So um, issue number six of uh, volume six. Six of six. There you go. Is The, the, yeah, the, the V is five, isn't it? Yep, it is. <laughs> um, it's written and drawn by Gilbert and Jamie Hernandez. Um, it's one of the longest-running comics still getting published today. Um, and uh, Jamie Hernandez uh, has written the same kind of character's the entire time Um, Hopi and um, Maggie Maggie Um, and and this one we see uh, Hopi and her girlfriend uh, take their kid out to uh, go play some ball baseball Um, and then we also get like a a fun little look at this character called Frank Lopez yeah 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 that was a really really amusing story Um, and then Gilbert Hernandez who I've described his work as like a pornographic soap opera yep um, but in all of the best ways possible. Yeah, that
0: sounds amazing. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> continues this like bizarre, like lineage of just, you know, what's like his kind of famous character, Luba, yeah. who is a woman who lived in Central America with enormous boobs. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's
0: very she, relatable.
1: She has like, like daughters that also have um, enormous, enormous births, boobs <laughs> and then they are now a granddaughter with enormous boobs. Yeah. And so we're now following the life of her granddaughter who tries to become a pop star. And then we also have this amazing, this like kind of. I can't imagine how satisfying this must have been to read to you because we have the ghost of an older character kind of flying in between, yeah, in and out yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of these characters' lives as they grow up. Uh, it was it was very rewarding for me because I've read the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Still uh, enjoyable for me, somehow. Yeah, and a really sweet message about ghosts and why mm. we view... People the kind of people that, that, that believe in ghosts and stuff. Anyway, Love and Rockets, I think, is like, as a comic, if you're a comic book reader, it's absolutely essential reading really at some is, point guys. in your life to read the you entire thing. It. You need to do it too.
0: Yeah, I know. I pick up every now and again when I see a... Because a lot of the time you can find the trades like at second-hand bookstores. Yep. Um, and so I pick up random ones. So I've read the most bizarre, like... <laughs> um, version of Love and Rockets because I just read bits and pieces when I find them but it's very fun
1: Chris who uh, was on the show recently has only read the Jamie Hernandez part he's read all of it but only man. the Jamie Hernandez I part read the, Gilbert stuff, the Gilbert stuff is as good it's just extremely different it's just weird yeah, it's weirder it's I super weird like I lo- I lo- man it gets it gets fucking insane it's yeah. so good I love it um, anyway that is it for the show yeah. that was actually really manageable I was like oh god this is going to be a nightmare yeah 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 but but we, we did it that is a huge stack of comics know, that's crazy but uh, it felt felt good to do and this was fun Well, obviously we're always going to try and continue doing this no matter how yep. insane our lives are yep. um, and thank you uh, guys for listening and thank for, you so much for listening. Um, if you do feel like um, supporting the show um, we have a Patreon um, we're not sure what we're going to do with it yet ne- next, if uh, you have any ideas no well, actually no, I, I think we'll, by, by next episode I'm going to have an idea I think we're going to okay. do maybe a bonus thing okay. when, we, when we record each month okay. uh, that's exclusive for patrons cool um, uh, just to show our thanks you know obviously if you support the show we want to give something back to you uh, but thanks to everyone that, 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 that has been supporting just because they know how much effort goes into even yeah, recording guys. this on a monthly basis um, I hope you got your serious issues fixed today and yeah. we look forward to uh, giving you another fix next year uh, announcing the, uh, the the winners of our serious issues awards um, again you can go find that at bit.ly slash serious 2018 mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. can support the show at patreon.com slash podcast <sighs> Siobhan, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Yeah. I've been Levin's. And, uh,
0: you will continue to be. I will. Probably.
1: And this is a crazy year for us and I'm, yeah. I'm glad we're still doing it. We're, yeah, you know, we're, I look forward to a more manageable year of Absolutely. reading less bad comics because I feel I have to. <laughs> and <laughs> I still
0: read them. Because yeah. <laughs> I hate myself.
1: But thanks so much for listening uh, especially if you listened uh, for the entire year. It means a lot to us that you uh, come back each week Absolutely. for us. Absolutely. And we hope you enjoy what we do next year too. Yeah. See you later. Have a great Chrissy and a new year, and we'll see you then.
0: Bye.
1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you.